and we're back. I'm James. This is the Grizz Fan Podcast. I'm Luke. I'm Mike. I'm, I'm Brent. Brent. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Who are you? I'm James. <laughs> Jumping the gun here, man. salty here. <laughs> he didn't jump the gun. He's aiming for your job. Apparently so. All right. Hey, so who's here with us? Kyle. You sure about that? Is this, this the week? right Kyle? Is this yeah. the right Kyle? Yeah. Look at her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually looking up to see who the guest is before we start. I can't. I can't tell you that was the most flattering thing anybody's ever said about me. Confuse <laughs> <laughs> me with Ty Palmer. <laughs> I'll take it. How many inches does that add to your height? <laughs> A foot. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <clears throat> hey James, what'd you do yesterday? A birthday party? No. What'd you do before that? Grizz cat. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Bury the lead, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have fun? Yeah. Why don't you, for assuming that some of our listeners didn't didn't go to the game and don't don't even know, the don't know what happened, why don't you why don't you tell our uh, our audience how how the game went? The cats are ass. Oh my god. He has been on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> It is not okay. Wow. <laughs> oh, your grandma listens oh, to this part. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> my no. mother is going to be so mad at me for your behavior. It's your fault. It is not. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh. That's the best viral clip you guys have ever had. <laughs> oh. All right. What was the best part of the game? All the touchdowns, the Nick Osmo run. Nick Osmo. Oh, that was great. It was great. I agree. Um, were you surprised at how much RD shut down the cats? Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I picked forty two seventeen. But hey, is there room for all of us in the winners? For all the winner? Not, not no one no one picked against the Grizz. All right. Man, I can't I went into last week thinking I wasn't gonna pick the Grizz, but I got talked into it. I got peer pressured in the moment. I'm a sucker for peer pressure. And then Colt just staring down into my eyes. Like I felt a lot of pressure looking at that man. And then I shot my glance over to Ty and he was had like an equally intense glare and I completely pivoted like one second before my voice shook and I picked the Grizz and I'm so happy. I can't believe I didn't, I, I doubted. So it's, and, and Kyle, I want to get your take on this in a second, but it's the strangest uh, brawl that I can remember from my personal standpoint going into it. And I kind of explained this to you guys a little bit, but I was, I would have been devastated like always if we'd lost, you know, take it way too seriously. I loved that we won because, you know, you get wrapped up in it. But going into the game, what I said last week about playing with house money, like I legitimately just felt like light and free about the whole thing. Like, yeah, I don't care. We're this is great. These these Grizz have earned the opportunity to be here. Good things are going to happen. They just went out and took care of business. I think that what we talked about last week where the cats had all the pressure on them is a hundred percent true, and they crumbled under it. I actually it think beautiful. <laughs> I actually think they underestimated us. Like they did not appear to be prepared at all for the the level of physicality and intensity at which, particularly our defense plays. 
Yeah, they, I, I watched it again this morning, and it was like, well, this is really this team that we were told is made of these, like, <laughs> gods everywhere on their position, and, like, this is this is them? <clears throat> yeah. The, I mean, I was thinking about this morning, because I rewatched it, too, and <clears throat> I think, was it when they went down to sack and they had the late late start, so it was, like, the late night Saturday game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember my dad texted me the next morning, or maybe that night, and was just like, yeah. these guys are going to win the national championship. Yeah. Like, they just looked like world beaters. When the Nuanas brothers said they could beat Alabama. Well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did they say that? <laughs> it sounds, I, that sounds like something they'd say, so. God. <laughs> no, Coulter's getting enough heat. We don't need that. Coulter's, Coulter's good for the conversation around Grizzly Athletics. One thing is, like, I, can, I don't feel completely irrational for believing these things about the Cats. With yeah. with all of the dominance that we witnessed yesterday, they still averaged six point one yards a carry. They outrushed us, but the the difference maker was every damn clutch moment we won. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, they got two hundred what thirty yards of r- rushing yards, something like that. But if you think about it, like that's their offense, so it, it, it's not surprising yeah. that they yeah. you know that they. They got that because that's well under their year, yearly average or their their weekly average, but they can't do anything else. I was struck by how bad the passing game was for them. Just they only threw one route. And they they, they, and it was it's such a low percentage route. They threw that fade to their backup tight end because their starter I think was out. Yeah, the fourth down. Every Every all but all but like one play. They had. Many times there was like, or they had not many times, but the handful of times where they threw at third or fourth at mid and mid distance, Malat completely overlooked. He did not even peek at crossing routes ever at the sticks. Yeah, it was one on one throw the fade and every that, time, and yeah. he's not that good of a passer. And that's just such a weird, weird play call for them in general, in my opinion. But. On fourth down, more than one time they went to that play yeah. call, and I just don't understand it. Yeah, they did it four times. And they didn't get it. <laughs> if I was their sure. coordinator, I would take yeah. that route out of the tree just so he <laughs> looks at the sticks. That's, that's the I'd only, be like, "Don't throw that there's ball." One, there's one branch on this tree, though. So, well, yeah, put like a dog, a shot collar on him at practice every time he throws it. <laughs> fans, fans, I've talked to there's the O coordinator might be part of the problem in their mind. So. That that is the leading uh, topic on uh, the the Bobcat Nation is. Uh, I found it. Cleaning. I found it interesting that now the fan base wants him to be held accountable for, you know, his off season transgressions. Right. Yeah. Interesting. I just wonder. Not earlier when it happened. I just wonder if at at this level of football, eventually, you. You can't play that one-dimensional of offense. I mean, you can get away with it for like, you know, they, they've, I guess, got away with it for a couple of years. But if you give coaches enough time to find the right personnel, the right scheme, that you can't, you can't be one-dimensional. You, you're going to have to diversify and hit a seven-yard well, out at some point in time. Yeah, because if if you're not winning on first and second down like they were not doing, like I mean, they're one for ten on third down, and yeah. they only got. Uh, and they had like seven yards to go, like almost an average of seven yards to go on them. If you have that as a running team and you haven't developed any type of passing game, like you're going to fail. I mean, that other thing, I mean, one for 10 on third down and what they go four times on fourth down? Yeah. Four, yeah. 
0 for 4 on 4th down. So that's 1 for 14 on 3rd and 4th down. The other big takeaway, you know, it's like there, there were questions last week about how do the Grizz stop this and that. Yeah. And yeah. Whatever. And, you know, earlier in the season after the NEU game, like, there were people saying they're going to rush for 500 yards on the Grizz. Yeah. Da, yeah. Da, 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 da. We better put some respect on this Grizz defense. This is a legit good defense. And we've been, you know, we've seen this progression and we've been talking about it. But they just shut down this offense like very few teams have shut them down in the vegan era, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. This is the second fewest, well, I mean, Idaho game because they weren't on the field at all in the first half. But this is the third fewest yards they've had rushing this year. Only South Dakota State. And maybe, maybe it's even less than what South Dakota State had held them to. I'd have to go back and check. But yeah. James, were you were you surprised at how dominant the Grizz were? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. What was your score projection? It's 31-21. <clears throat> so you're pretty close. Yeah. So I thought we'd be back and forth and have some scores. But like, did I see that this is one of the biggest margins of victory in this game in a long time? For for the Grizz. In favor of the Grizz. Yeah. 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 Like since 2011, I think. Yeah. Just made for a great day. Yeah. Two, As you can tell, the excitement in our hungover voices, yeah. raspy yeah. voices here. It was a great day. Did you Did you go out last night, Brent? Maybe. Kyle, did Maybe. you go out? A little bit. Kyle's <laughs> sipping like tea right now. I have hot tea. <laughs> they got a lozenge in. Yeah, we <laughs> hear our voices. I'm playing severely injured. Um, James, we can get you out of here. Anything Anything else you want to talk about about the game? This is Kyle's flu game. <laughs> 17, you would take Clifton McDowell. Um, the box score he's looking at says Clifton McDowell was 17 of 22,200. Yeah, so that's, that many that's a, that's a little, blurring, little typo. Blurring of the things okay. together here. James, we did have some pod questions for you. Do you mm-hmm. want to answer those? Yeah. So Evergrizz was wondering how much fun you had yesterday. We a already lot. kind of covered that. I mean, we put, it, we put a photo out on our Twitter, but James was out there. Oh man, he was great. He was standing up on that the ledge. Cool. That was a cool picture. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, James, when did you know the Grizz win was a sure thing? At what point in the game? Um, when can't remember his name. Twenty-seven got the pick. Gradney, Gradney. Trevin Gradney. Yeah. Yep, that was Tommy's first interception of the year. That was one. That was a broken play, so he couldn't throw that fade. Yeah. He had to like find something else. Okay, James, this last one we got for you. The Grizz are down by five, and it's fourth and one on the goal line with three seconds left in the national championship game. A touchdown wins the game for the Grizz. Coach Houck says the only way to win the game, James, is to let your dad suit up and give him the ball. But you get to call the play. So what play are you calling? Touch push. <laughs> that's the right answer. James, that's that, that was the best answer. <laughs> oh man. Uh, do you want to pick the first round playoffs? Yeah. Are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. Gardner Webb versus Mercer. Who? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> We're all wondering that. Uh, I think Gardner Webb won their conference. Mercer. Mercer. Okay. Mercer's the first time they've ever been in the playoffs, I think. Yeah. Oh. Duquesne versus Youngstown State. Who is Duquesne? The Grizz played Duquesne in basketball. 
years ago in one of those invitational tournaments. I remember that. Who were they playing? Youngstown State. The Ohioans. <laughs> the Penguins from Ohio? Yeah. North A Car- lot of Penguins in Ohio. <laughs> All the Penguins. All the Penguins. In the zoos. Uh, NC Central goes to Richmond. Richmond. Nichols goes to Southern Illinois. Nichols won their conference at 6 and 5. SIU. Yeah, I think so. Chattanooga goes to Austin P. Austin P. All right. Drake goes to North Dakota State. Oh, God. That's probably the best game in the first round. Do you think, think so? Yeah. 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 As in North Dakota State's going to kill Drake? <laughs> the best game in the first round. Really? I don't think... You think Drake's going to give NDSU a game? Yeah. Drake's where Rob Ash came from. Yeah, that guy. I still think that NDSU's <laughs> going to win. Isn't Rob Ash 1.0 or 2.0? Isn't it in Fargo? Yeah, it's in Fargo. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right, 2.0 still in Bozeman. Um, okay, uh, Sacramento State goes to North Dakota. North Dakota. And finally, to determine who comes to Missoula, Lafayette goes to Delaware. Lafayette. It's maybe the smart call. Could do some injuries. Those are the games, buddy. Interesting. Do you think this will be your your worst winning percentage week of the whole season? I feel like the knowledge and research of some of those teams just wasn't quite the same. Same. Who? Who was that team? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. When I was in high school, there was a there was a teacher who always used to do a bracket, and you put a candy bar in, so lots of lots of kids entered it, and girls won it every single year because they didn't overthink it. They just like pick mascots and stuff. And they just embarrassed us, <laughs> just embarrassed the boys who thought we knew what we were talking about. <laughs> All right, that's James. Those were the questions we had. Those were the games for this weekend. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to close with? No. Who's your no. player of the game? Oh, yeah. Um, McDowell. Big Cliff. You like him, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I realized the other day? This is the first Big Sky Conference championship for the Grizz football team of your lifetime. Mm. This is the 11th football season. Actually, 10th because COVID wasn't a thing. So 10th football season yeah. of your life. That is crazy to me. We gotta get you a shirt. I'm glad we I'm glad you're you're yeah. there experiencing it right now. <clears throat> you're just getting old. Oh <laughs> he just whispered you're just getting nice. old. <laughs> he says you're just getting old. He's <laughs> hugging me. <clears throat> My word. You know, I run into people all around the stadium and they all say, Man, I love your son. And I've just started to tell him, like, you know, he's gotten to be really, really sassy. Lots of talk back this year. <laughs> so we're going to start holding you accountable now. That's right. How's that? Taking the gloves off. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to add? No. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Going to AZ. Oh, that's right. You guys are out of here, right? Not me. Not I'll, Mike. I'll be around town. <laughs> I'm just wandering through uh, the woods. <laughs> 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 
Oh no! Just get a nice coat and wander through the woods. <laughs> See what happens. Find a swing Sing, set somewhere. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. We will. Uh, we'll follow up on these games next week, and uh, you better start getting yourself in playoff mode, right? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Buddy. Love you, bud. Love you. You already showered, right? Yeah. All right. Perfect. So we're good. Thanks, James. Bye, James. All right. Go oh, good. We're hair we're, dog. we're now oh, we're now far enough along where Brent is gonna pop in and uh, have a beer, which is fine. I'm going to as well. Um, first things first. Sample, thanks for joining us this week, and uh, I'm actually really excited that you were able to because I know Brent went on this spree of inviting everybody he spoke to. Yeah, I was the, the only person. Town. I was the only person he didn't invite. But you're, <laughs> the, but you're the one that I wanted because I feel like you were our guest. After the NAU game, and well, obviously Schmidt was too, and you know we uh, we didn't exactly have faith in uh, this team to get to this point. So I'm just going to come right out and say it: I was wrong. I turned the season around. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, a hundred percent. You're welcome. <laughs> you fixed the season. <laughs> fixed the you. season by calling out the problems. Thank you. Uh, but I mean. I don't even think we mentioned the possibility. We might have, like, in passing said, oh, they're going to go undefeated the rest of the way and win the Big Sky title outright. Yeah. Wow. In your wildest dreams, did you guys think that week that this this could turn into this? It was the farthest thing from my mind. Absolutely. I think I speculated if they got a flu, like, the pass through their squad or something. <laughs> like, is there food poisoning? Like, like on Drop Dead Gorgeous, how, like, everyone <laughs> eats the <laughs> seafood. There's <laughs> <laughs> just prom queen or beauty queens vomiting everywhere. I was imagining the sidelines as being a mess. And then, like, we come out to victory, but not this. I mean, it wasn't a game, right? It was an ass whooping. Is ass whooping. Yeah. That's exactly what Did he go too far? Some, not there's even some a little bit. No. There's some pearl clutching. I see no. the Bobcat the first and I time, right? Didn't he say, I wish we had five quarters? Yeah. So we could kick their ass? You know, I will say you know? that it is like clockwork. Every time the Grizz beat the Cats, you just wait for their fans to find something to say Bobby Houck or the University of Montana is classless, and they just go with it. Yeah. Like, it is like the ultimate, like, oh, we lost, and we're kind of being sore losers. Let's distract things. Yeah, no, I, I don't like it. I thought it was great that he said that. I mean, wh- and in the context, true? like somebody was, somebody I saw on Twitter was upset because he said it while he and Cliff were being interviewed. But the way I read, the way I kind of interpreted it was, he was kind of annoyed that people were jumping on Cliff all week for really not knowing what the name of the game was, and he's kind of making the point of who the hell cares because Big Cliff just went out here and won this game. Yeah, yeah. Kick their ass. Kick their ass. <laughs> and was great in doing so. I also really dislike the notion that we can't we have to pretend it's not a rivalry. Yeah. And that it doesn't matter. Yeah. People loved it. There we put twenty seven thousand people into that stadium. There were more just tailgating outside. Yeah. Like I would love to know how many people watch at home, how many you know, casual followers are. This is Montana Super Bowl. People cared. It's what makes it awesome. Yeah. And using the word ass is like got to be one of the silly. Like, if you get offended by that, and this, it's just, this is not the sport. It is for you. so yeah. doubly ironic from a fan base that literally chants "Eat shit, Grizzlies" at weddings. 
Yeah. I mean, which, by the way, and I know that they did this two years ago as well, <laughs> but the PA, Grizz Vision, all them playing Money Money mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter when we're crushing them, and the it'll video, never not work for me. I and have the video got, of Champ slipping on the ice. I've got friends yeah. text me, and they're like, God, the Grizz have to get their own their own thing. They play this song, and I was like, it's like no, we never, play never this play this song. song it's called except, trolling, yeah. and they mastered it. <laughs> <laughs> it could not have been done better. Oh my god, that, that is moment. perfect. Like, sorry, <laughs> we'd never play that song. Osmo breaks that touchdown. Oh, yeah. Money, money. They even tweeted it. It was on their Twitter. It was the yeah. tweet as well too. It said, "Play, play money, money." <laughs> They did it at the Mo Club uh, on Friday night, and that moment I was kind of like, All right, I don't know. And yeah. then they did it at the stadium, and I was just like at the top of my lungs, <laughs> <laughs> trying to punch my arm through my shoulder. <laughs> so anyway, pearl clutching. Yes. Yeah. To, to your point, like what you said, it's a rivalry. Like I don't care what rivalry it is. I hate the th- I hate the idea that you can't like be a little classless at a rivalry. Like that's what rivalries are for. Yeah. Is like you you throw some shit around, like it's not like we're playing uh, like Southern Utah where it would be like all right why would you you yeah. know come on well but it's but, like you're playing your but the aforementioned Bobcats play that song against teams like Southern Utah right where they also chant right. about the Grizz right yeah <laughs> well well it was a masterclass in trolling I thought I thought they I thought I mean. <clears throat> Like the PA, like the little video, which apparently is going to come out tomorrow where Riley compares the two. I thought that was awesome. And the timing of it, like like people were kind of watching it. It was kind of fun. It was going back and forth. And then it's like right as they're coming back from commercial and they're getting ready, he's like, boom, 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 boom. And like the stadium is just like, I I mean, I thought they They nailed that. That was great. It was hilarious. It was such a good day for football too. The Like the fog and inversion socking it in kind of made it like added like a weird environment yeah. to the day you yeah. know like it made me feel like we were i don't know like under a microscope a <laughs> like how thick was that fog that you couldn't see the jets right Dude, someone took yeah. a picture of the jets from above oh, the invert it's is really it just, like cool. kicking the fog out like, no is they're it, just like... they're just above it they, oh. didn't, they didn't even fly into it they're over top of it what yeah i'd like to see that Let's see if i can find it again. i because like I was like looking all around. I was like, where are those jets? These are the stealth ones. Yeah. My <laughs> girlfriend was like, maybe they just pipe that sound in. I was like, I don't think so, love. Um, who, who do you think, we, you know, we kind of asked James this, but in your guys' sense, who is the most important player of the game? McDowell. Had to be Cliff. I mean, I, I just think that he is just so calm and th- – He's exactly what this team needed. Like, it makes them all seem to not panic. Mm-hmm. You know, even when they get these penalties that take away scoring opportunities, which we need to get figured out, um, they're just kind of like, oh, well, we're going to come back and do it again. Like, there just doesn't seem to be a belief that they can't. He made so many good decisions. Like, he was 17 of 22, but of his five incompletes, I think. I think at least three of them. At least three of them. He just was like, nothing's there. I'm going to throw it there's, at the feet. There's two blown up screen passes that he just chucked yeah. off the ground. Okay. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's like, I love that we have a quarterback that'll do that instead of try to force it into an impossible like box and get it you know picked off. Yeah. So how big of a play do you think it was when 
Osmo clearly recovered um, Cliff's fumble. Huge. Oh, I immediately thought back to Cat Cam Was it 2020? Yeah. Fumbled yeah. there. And it was like, it was over it was at a, that point. Momentum yeah. is so big, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the last few Cat Grizz games, Grizz Cat games, the winner has seized the momentum early and just yeah. blown the doors off the opponent, right? And it felt like we had all this momentum at the time in our red zone. And if we were to lose that possession there, like, who knows what would have happened to the momentum. Yeah. And that, like, that start, too, if that, if that got blown up, because, like, Two years, two years ago, that start was awesome, right? Bergen, the long touchdown. Yeah. But I feel like this one was ten times more important. The way they did it, like a 14-play, six-minute drive, going the entire way down the field, and then getting a three-and-out, and then doing it right over again and going up 14-0. Yeah. Like, two sustained drives. The second one, to me, was almost bigger than the first one. Yeah. But they were both huge because it, like, set the tone, like – I like that they got the ball early, and I think that the Cats won the toss and deferred, so that might not have been their choice, but I actually like that they took the ball and went down and scored because it sent the message, again, like you're saying, momentum's so huge. Like, hey, we're not afraid of you. Like, this team can score on you. We know it. We're going to do it. Then the defense just goes out and boom, shuts them down, and they go do it again. And the way they did it, too. Like, that first drive, to close that drive out, Peace called runs on seven of the last eight plays. And it was just like, we're just going to go right at you guys and out-physical you guys. You're supposed to be like this tough team, and we're going to go right at you and kick your ass like for the next 50 yards. And they recognize that real fast that <clears throat> this cat D-line, who they kept being told is the best D-line we've seen all year, they, could, they couldn't get to Cliff like quickly, easily. And especially their interior, our O-line destroyed their interior D-line the whole day long. Like that Valdez kid, who is a very good tackle, was like, they were like screaming at each other on the sideline after the second touchdown. And they ran right, they went right after that. Right after, yeah. I, I actually think, you know, like after, after we sort of, I want, you know, I don't know if this is the right word, sneak by Ferris. <laughs> or I mean, we didn't put Ferris away, I'll tell you that. <laughs> we're we're going to come back to Ferris, keep going. You know, we, we lose to NAU. We don't put Idaho State away, right? Like I had a lot of doubts about this offensive Everybody line. did, mm-hmm. yeah. I think a big part of the maturation of this offensive line has to do with how damn good the D lines are that this team faces. Like, there's a lot of very skilled Absolutely. defensive linemen in this conference. Like, NAU has a couple. Yep. Sac State has a couple. Like, UND's not soft up there either. Right. Um, or U- UC Davis D- is UCD. what I'm saying. Yeah. No, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And so by the time we get to November we're playing the Cats like I don't know that Valdez is the scariest guy they've faced he's definitely tough and like you know dude there were times where they just made him the read guy yeah they did like we're not gonna block you we're gonna read off you and we're gonna and and it worked I could be every single time I could be wrong I'd have to go back and look but I think that was Osmo's touchdown no that was just a straight give right Man, I don't recall. I've got frog. <laughs> listen to us. Listen to us with scratching each other. Our voices <laughs> scaring people away. Um, Kyle, I think you texted this right. The Grizz offense was doing a lot of pistol formation, tons early in the game. Yeah, or throughout the most of the game. Yeah, those first two drives, they were almost. Sometimes they would like motion the back up to where it was more of like a shotgun, but like for the most part, yeah, yeah. they ran out of pistol, and that I don't think we've 
really seen that much this season. Not to my knowledge. I would have to go back and yeah. look, but I was like, that was very much stood out for me. That formation, and I, th- I do want to give credit, the offensive play calling. Peace. So yeah. amazing. It was great. Like, bravo. Yeah. Like, earned it. But don't you think that all goes back to them settling on Cliff? Like, all that frustration we had and, you know, everything. Because they didn't have a QB, and therefore the team didn't feel like they had an identity. And when they settled on Cliff, this team seemed to find the identity. And it has absolutely gotten this offense, in my opinion, the most diverse it's been in years. And that's saying something, but we had some, we've had better QBs that I think were more playmakers. And so it seemed more diverse, but from like yeah. an actual play calling standpoint, it feels more diverse than, than it's been. But you guys are more X's and O's than I am. So I think like settling on Cliff definitely helped, but Peace called the game to his strengths. Like you look at every single throw he made, he didn't have to make difficult throws. No. There was, there was a couple that he hit on the sidelines that were in tight windows. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't, he didn't have to like ever consistently hit big windows like he they schemed that game so well to make easy throws for him and get him in a rhythm because like you guys have talked about in the previous weeks it's so clear that when he settles into a game like he hits another level yeah the further into the game you get the better he is for them to get him in that position early in the game so he settles in right away it was like they were just rolling after that yeah and they've done it every single week and they've revised and, and tweaked and changed things to continue to match up against the opponent as well, too. Where we hadn't seen that in previous years, where it just kind of be like, okay, this is what we're going to do, whether it plays into a strength or not, at least it felt like. Yeah. But yeah, every week, little wrinkles, different changes, but stuff that still absolutely works within what mm-hmm. he does. And I thought Gilman had him, himself a hell of a day. He he turned like a lot of first contacts into three and four more yards. He's so good it, at that. It felt like he ran for like 80 yards. And when I looked at the stats and he had 36, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yo, I, I 33, yeah. I was like, well, you got to be kidding me. I think every one of those yards, though, came after contact. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he ran that one where they strung it out to the sideline early And he on, still and he managed like to gain a yard? Like, yeah. <laughs> it should have been a loss of yeah. four. Yeah. But that was that, that opening drive. And I know I texted all you guys this, but it was like that, that play – the cat defenders were just throwing their shoulders at him. They weren't even trying to wrap up. Mm-hmm. And as, when we scored that touchdown, I was just like, they they can't wrap up. They're, they're not tackling. They're not even, like, trying. Yeah. And they, they really didn't most of the game. Have either have any of you guys rewatched it yet? Yeah. No. I know. Yeah. Greg Rack, that's all he could say for, like, three minutes was like, cats just got to tackle. Yeah. <laughs> they just got to clean up this tackle. He you know, was, was like, so was mad. Like, they... Like they could have hit like Malat could have hit like an eighty yard pass and Greg Rack would have been like if they just tackle they just need to tackle. <laughs> he was so mad Tyler, right before the right before half that he was talking about. Like, he was. He's like, and he kind of said he's like, vegan's not really a yeller, but somebody needs to yell at these guys at halftime. Jeez, yeah. like, oh, like, wow. He was he was uh he was fired up. I like, want to take a, a quick just just take this uh, vegan and go to sideways for a second. Has his future changed? Because it's he was like on the short list of, for, like, for like Boise, Boise State, right? Like or North Dakota State was going to fire. What's his Entz, right? Is that their guy? And yeah, bring Vegan back. Yeah, like I, I'm imagining him being in the middle of interview, like like back back channel interview things, and they see this game and they're like, eh. I would say that if he goes and wins a couple games in the playoffs, he's probably whatever he had going. But I mean, like. 
I would say yeah. I mean, they were just so underprepared. Yeah. They're getting knocked out in the quarterfinals. Uh, and so, and that's like <clears throat> it's gonna be a tough game. <laughs> like Drake is gonna come beat him in the Drake. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you look at so he inherits this. Te- he takes over this team from Chote. Year one, lose the national title. Year two, lose in the semifinals. Year three, don't win the conference in your sixth seed. Like you're kind of going the opposite way here. Well, now, in- now they've got well, they've got a tough draw. But I mean, <clears throat> I could very well see him here in Missoula. Oh yeah. If you think yeah. about it, they're if say they do lose in the quarterfinals, like their year this year. Very much mirrors our year last year. Mm-hmm. The way they lost games, like we had our theories on why the Grizz did that last yeah. year, but like the result wise, and man, really if you if like cat fans thought we were like dead this year before the year started, so what are they going to think about themselves next year? Because it is yeah. basically the exact same thing. In effect, they could maybe do what we did: reshuffle, bring in new, no, new people. No. And- no. they suck. <laughs> I I do think that we're gonna get Cagres too. I mean, they played such a brutal schedule. They played the number one team, the number two team, the, the number, number four team, team yeah. on the road. I don't think this is a weak team, and and if we see them back here in the semis, I'm gonna be just as nervous. Oh, absolutely. But Not more because it's more. There's like national championships national, on the line you know like yeah like that would be scary just be just because of what's on the line i, I, I truly think they're gonna lose to north dakota state well I, the interesting thing to me is you know obviously choate they had a lot of shortcomings under choate but they were never are we tough enough to be in games and they obviously had the grizz number in those four years yeah you know, you know handful of them were state years blah 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 Vegan comes in and he seems to be a better technical coach. So he takes, he seems to clean up some of the, the, I don't know, maybe say game management or whatever. And with Choate's talent, does well. Yeah. You know, now we're three years removed from that and it, you're starting to see, you know, maybe it's just not the same thing. Cause that, that team yesterday or, yeah, yesterday. They are so far removed from the attitude they had under Choate oh, that yeah. it's like yeah. striking. Yeah. That's a good point. <clears throat> and now they're you're year three, so you're really moving off. Yeah, you're getting into more like this is this is yeah. Vegan's team. Yeah. Yeah, they were just definitely not the team that we were sold all season. Like I thought all season, like you pointed out after NAU, like I was like, there's no way we win this game. Even up until I thought maybe the Sac State game was when I started to change my mind. And then I started to think about it, and I was like, man, they lose when they play good teams. And granted, it's on the road, but they had one win against a, a team with a winning record, right? Sac State. At Sac State. And you can say what you want against Sac State. They just barely snuck into the playoffs, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So like, you see Davis has to be maybe, so pissed. <sighs> were they as good as we were all told they were supposed to be? Yeah, they didn't look like it yesterday. We're gonna so, find, sure. out fast. When, find out fast. When the Grizz handled business against Sac State, it started to kind of confirm some things for me. And then when the when the Cats lost to Idaho, it was like, hey, this is anyone's game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. you know. And then the Cats coming and blowing out Eastern last week actually made me feel good 
because there are so many similarities to some of the and we kind of talked <laughs> about this. Oh, kick the shit out of Cal Poly. Yeah, where it's like yeah. there's so many similarities to things that the, these Grizz teams that were like paper tough over the years have had. And was it you who made this point? I think so. I just, I just, I, I actually just think this team's pretty good. I think yeah. we played that damn well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we played in this environment, and this is an environment unlike any other. Yep. All things are contextual. The momentum matters. Playing in front of this crowd matters. Mm-hmm. I think the twelfth man showed up oh, in a I lot of moments yeah. yesterday. So bravo, Grizz Nation. Yeah. But like, you know, if I think the Cats could come back against a team like ours if they were at home, you know, like I, it's sort of, everything's contextual. It's yeah. like I'm all for you know immigration until I hear a French accent and I'm like, get out of here! Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Every week you say something that's going to get us all in trouble. No, it's a joke, Michael. <laughs> Relax. Unclench that butt. Oh, about French Everything's <laughs> contextual. Oh, my word. <laughs> Is it only when the French accent's in Shelby that you get this? <laughs> the Paris of the Highline. I call it that until I hear a French accent. And I'm like, damn it. Freedom fries. We're really the one. Freedom fries. <laughs> I'm clearly jokes. Oh um, my word! Oh my word! But you know, like I think this is a good team, and and I do think people have really have been excited not to talk about NDSU this year. Like they're just off everyone's I agree. radar. I agree. And you got to take that team seriously with oh, the pedigree, exactly. right? They're FCS royalty. Yep. Um, that's going to be a hard game for the Cats, but I I, th- I think they're really talented, and if a few things go their way. This is a closer game. Um, we played damn good. Cliff played damn well. Like our offensive line brought the thunder, and our defense was flawless for the most. We did part. everything we needed to do to win that game. Yeah, yeah. And like was, if you made a checklist, they hit every single box. Yeah. I think. And there was not like so many games over the years we can look back and be like, oh, you know, here's the break they got. Here's the fluke. Here's the whatever. But that is not this game. Mm-mm. You know, I mean, they recovered the fumble, Cliff's fumble, but I mean, that happens. Like, you know, sometimes teams fumble and they recovered, whatever. They just outright won the game. They were the better team in every avenue of that game. Yeah. At least yesterday. Um, I think that if you ask the casual fan who attended yesterday and attended two years ago, they might say the game two years ago was more fun. Oh, yeah. And the reason I say that is because there were some big plays, right? Bergen's huge touchdown. Ford, yeah. Ford yeah, grabbing yeah, yeah, the yeah. blocked the kick that what's his name blocked and um, Jace. What's uh, his name? What's his name? Host of the, uh, the guest on the pod, <laughs> um, blocked. You know, and running it, running back for a touchdown. So it's like that, like moment where the stadium just completely went crazy. Those weren't quite as big yesterday because no. it was just such a dominating. Like, hey, we're we are beating you because we are every drive just lining up. <laughs> And with one exception, basically saying, we dare you to try, and it's not working. Yeah. Which is awesome. And even after they score, right, like what happens? Bergen returns a kick to the 50-yard line yep. and completely takes the air Why out Why did that they balloon. kick to him? What? That was funny. I was fuck were you thinking? They, they kicked they kick that ball, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm, watch, I'm watching, and I'm like, that's returnable. That's returnable. He catches it, and I was like, oh, then, you know, it takes off across midfield. And then it's Bergen himself, what, four or five plays later, it's in the end zone. Right. You had, like, the doubt a little bit creeping in my mind. Like, 
oh, what if this is 2017? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, God, we, yeah. had a, we had a 20 to 0 yeah. lead then, too, or whatever it was. And then they go down and they score on their first drive, and it looks pretty easy. And then, and then Berger just takes all the momentum back. Like, I was, what were you guys thinking? To kick it, kick it like into the student section before you <laughs> yeah, kick, kick it. Out of what are you Who doing? Cares? He's yeah. such a big time player. Yeah. Oh my god. And that and hole he that he ran through moments, and you could tell just by seeing his energy on the field oh, yeah. that this mattered to him. And I know obviously he committed to the Cats and he switched over to the Grizz and he's been a big part of our two wins over them in the last three years, all that. I don't know if any of the other nonsense that was going on off the field in the last week fired him up. I think it might have. I just, you could tell that this mattered to him. You could see it on the sidelines. And at the end of the game, he's one of the first players to give Hauk a big hug. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know what? He gets it. And he's a Montana kid that I am so glad picked Montana. Yep. And, you know, I saw something even yesterday by a Cats fan saying, like, well, the Cats have dominated in state recruiting in the last whatever years, and which is kind of nonsense. I think they've both had their wins and whatever. But that getting Bergen to flip was a huge, yeah, yeah. huge, huge win for Bobby Houck. And it has impacted two Cat Grizz games. Yep. So love it. Yeah. Here he, for it. He, so that, he, he got that kickoff, right? And then he scored the touchdown at the back end of yep. that drive. That basically was like, we're up by 20 now with a quarter and a half left. Montana State has to seriously think about changing their offense now, like because you can't just run it every down. And then, but they still didn't put Chambers in. They didn't put Chambers in. Oh, yeah. What what is that about? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He played two snaps, right? Yeah, I saw somebody say late. that maybe he well, was he sick or end, something right? like that. Like came yeah. But you know what? He played at the end, but. All the end showed me is that I think the Grizz had a plan for him, and it would have worked. Except the oh. house. Yeah. Oh, he was sick. Oh, oh. Have you heard mine and Brent's voice tonight? Yeah, look at us. We're potting. We're sick. <laughs> <laughs> You're fighting through it. Basically the same thing. We're, yeah, we're here. <laughs> but the, the other big thing we're about that, that drive, and it's just like, you know, taking momentum back when you needed it, is going into halftime, and we should talk about the sequence at halftime because at least one of you at this table it. missed it. Well, two of you missed it. Yeah, I missed it. I missed it. <laughs> um, so I'll walk you know the rest of the people through it who might have missed it. Um, <laughs> but they come in, they come out of halftime, and the cats go and they score right, and all the flashbacks of like the oh you know here we are, and you just said it like we we blew this lead a handful of years ago, and just like you know to start the game where they set the tone, Grizz, Grizz offense comes out and says. Nope. Nope. We're going to do it. Like, it's not going to be that easy for you. You need to keep doing this. And the cats just could not. So, quickly, let's talk about halftime. <laughs> um, I actually thought that after well, the first. Most people in the tailgates thought it was 17 0 at the half. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I told you. And you were like, <laughs> what? And I was yeah. like, no, it's 20 to nothing. I walked back in, and my girlfriend was like, you know how, like, we're walking on the north end zone, you can kind of see the scoreboard when you. Uh, She's like, hey, we got another field goal. I was like, holy crap, we scored fast. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Good work. Um, well, this was the Chambers. They put That's the first time we yeah, saw Chambers. Yeah, the first, yeah. first real time. And so he gets sacked. And I actually right away was saying, there's one second left. But all the teams start running up yeah. the tunnels. But the ref is staying out there. And then he starts blowing his whistle. He makes them all come back. And the TV replays show there was one second yeah. left. So then they put in Glasgow to kick a long field goal. And Glasgow misses it. 
but he gets leveled because somebody drilled. runs into his leg. It's drilled. Yeah. 15 yards. Ramos comes in, nails the chip shot. 20 points, which to me really probably really hurt the cat's momentum and mental wise going oh, in sure. halftime because it's like we screwed this up but if you watch the tv everybody likes to shit on marty but marty was spot on because he said boy i'd run this down to three seconds and do yeah. the hail mary because you you don't want any time left oh yeah and then they stopped it at five and then he kind of said it again and i i messaged kyle hansen and i had him send us the clip so if i could figure out how to edit some footage we're going to put this out on twitter nice because it's like marty you know Longtime NFL coach was spot on. Yeah, yeah. And that vegan just blew that. And I actually think both coaches kind of blew the last few minutes of management because the yacht series, not not the greatest. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I mean, that's as big of a mess up as I've seen at the end of a half. I didn't realize when he got sacked that they were. It was basically like the thirty yard line. Yeah, it was thirty one yards. I thought it was like at the fifty. So when he got sacked, I was like, yeah, it's time to go. It's time to get a beer and. It, Hustle back. That was the f- shortest halftime I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, but I was standing <laughs> yeah. in a in like a row, like ready to exit when they start blowing whistles and bringing players back. I thought the, I thought the half was over too. Yeah. <laughs> I am glad to see Glasgow came back and did some kickoff work. Yep. He um, kick off the whole so yeah. you know, yeah. he's he sounds like he'll be with us. <laughs> I wasn't sure after he got hit. I was like, he might not be with he us. Got <laughs> and he was down the ground for a while, but then you kind of wonder, like, well, am I just Sell selling it. this? Am Sell I? Yep. Am I doing what I'm supposed to do here? Like, I'm keeping my face down until I hear him announce that penalty. <laughs> so, at what point did you guys just? It was over. So, I, go, I want to ask this question, but I want to I want to ask questions. it two ways. Yeah, go ahead. I want to know at what point your rational football <laughs> fan perspective thought it was over. And I want to know when you're, this is Grizz Cat. We've been screwed over before, you know, fumbled the goal line, fan self thought it was over. Because I think those are two different answers. I can go first if you want me to. But do it. Let's hear it, Mike. <clears throat> the rational one in me actually thought after the second touchdown it was over. And the reason I say that is because... That was the rational you? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he also uh, picked us a win by like 40 points. So. Yeah. 42-17, and we won 37-7. So I was pretty damn pretty close. close. Um, but the reason I say it is because you could tell that this team wasn't going to be stopped today, and they seem to have a plan. Mm. So rational me, I started to let think in where it's like, hey, I have a feeling this is going to be a good day. And, you know, we've talked about this before where there are some games, even when you're winning, like you can feel the loss coming. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I just kind of was like, wow, this is weird. Like, am I lying to myself? The the rational or the the Grizz fan, whatever, it was after this response touchdown in the second half where it was like, okay, we're, we're stepping on them. So that's funny. So for me, the rational side of me, I thought the response touchdown, because that was like, again, at the half, I was like, well, three quick touchdowns and they have the lead. Um, and then they go out and they score a touchdown. I was like, okay, it's it's a two-score game effectively now. Um, <clears throat> but then Junior takes the kick. We're in the end zone again, and we just we got that seven points back immediately. And at that point, I was like, yeah, I, I thought, we're going to win this game. Um, but then I was nervous as hell the whole way. And so I think, I think it was the Osmo touchdown, honestly, which is funny. Like, you look back, but I was, like, doing the math because I was like, oh, man. 
It's thirty to seven. So that's you know this many touchdowns. You know, the field goal where it got, where it this got to three scores. Because like, I was trying to sit there, I was like, well, it's, it's early in the fourth quarter, so they could have three more possessions and they get three touchdowns and three two point conversions and blah 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 blah. And then Osmo slams that door shut and it's game over. So that was yeah. In the Osmo play, when you watch it on replay. It was entirely because the safety bit on Cliff keeping the ball. Yeah, oh, like the, the he, whole like three guys run to Cliff's side. Yeah, yeah. And it just, <laughs> the, <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought mine was my heart earlier, and it was when it was in the second quarter. Grizz are up seventeen zero, and the the Cats actually have the ball, and it's second and one. And Gubner breaks through the line. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Right? For the tackle for loss. And the very next play, Janicaro slices in there. Tackle for loss. And now they're like fourth and five, fourth and six. And they go incomplete and they lose the ball on downs. That's when my heart said, the, the Cats don't. They're ident- like second and one. And they can't get this first down. They didn't show up. With their girdles today, you know, like <laughs> well, when Vegan started going for it on fourth down and they weren't getting it in the middle of the field, you realized he doesn't think they've got it either, which is kind of what I was saying, like exactly. And then I think you know, like my heart, my heart felt good after the Bergen return, um, following their score, and then when Bergen scores, I'm like, this is sealed for mm-hmm. sure. But I started doing the math right away after our second touchdown. I was sitting next to a cat fan we all know and love. And I kind of looked over and I said like well, if the Grizz can score like 3 points in the third or in the second, 3 points in the third and 3 points in the fourth, just field goal, one field goal quarter, you know, that's 9 plus 14. You know, and I'm like trying to do that math. I'm a little drunk, and I'm like 23 points. I was like, "Do you think the Cats are going to score three touchdowns in the field goal to beat us, 24-23?" And he just he just was like, "I don't know yet. I'm not sure." But I started trying to like do the Bobby Ball, like run out the clock math, and I was like, "I think we do. We I don't think we got it. We kind of got it. We're yeah, moving the ball nah. so easily." Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think for me, the the rational. Is it the ra- right the rational football fan? Yeah, uh, was when we went up thirty to seven because I was like, "There's just no time left. Like mm-hmm. they they just there's no way they're coming back with their offense. Tommy can't throw. They don't want to play Chambers. There's just no chance they're coming back." Was that when we? What was the score when we punt to them and they they muffed the punt? We return it. Uh, Remember, they, gave it, they gave it back to Cats, right? But yeah. um, I think it was 27-7. I was sitting next to a very nice lady who doesn't didn't know a lot about football strategy. She's a super fun person to sit next to on my left. And she was like, why Why do you think we're going to punt the ball there? And I, I mentioned that. I was like, there's there's just probably not enough time for them to drive the field this like three or four times. They, I mean, they took over two minutes off the clock, and you're, you're kind of thinking, you see what Bobby's thinking here. It's like, they there's not enough time for them to do this. There's yeah, the when, first possession of the fourth quarter is 30-7 to seven at that point. Okay. And then the MSU possession is when Tommy throws the pick. Yeah, yeah. So I started thinking that too, and I guess in the fourth quarter, I was like, started doing the, the clock math, and I'm like, we're gonna go into a kind of a bend don't break 
situation and make them have a six minute drive and they don't, there's not enough time for them We're to put four of these yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, and I think my fans had realized when it was like ten minutes in the game and I hadn't sat down. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this crowd is jacked. Like and that's exactly I thought that was going to be one of the biggest X factors in the game was if the crowd stayed in it the entire time, I thought it would screw. I thought it would mess them up, and I think it kind of did. Did a lot. Can I get? Can I get your guys's? I need. I have some questions for you guys to answer. We don't do did that. Did we have? We the, did we have the cannon? Yeah, we did. God, I don't even remember yeah. hearing yeah, it. Yeah, we did. No, I do because I heard it at halftime. It definitely. Yeah. But did they? Did they? light the cannon on fire after every score it might have been too loud around me to even hear it you know sure now that you mention it i don't yeah i can think of at least one where i remember hearing it so yeah they... okay two we we got to talk about this because it's kind of going in very niche way viral grizzly marching band yeah i just got a text on it <laughs> so someone just asking if it's real so wait did there's a post on like that was i guess leaked of some sort of i guess in some regard maybe the grizz marching band director sent an email to the students and some maybe some of the students pushed this out hoping to get some support right so the grizz marching band director maybe never intended this to go public right wink wink i don't know right like if you send an email to 120 people it's gonna get out (laughs) so I think the post claims at 1.30 a.m. they get an email, which sounds suspicious. <laughs> and I'm not here to defend you know, or support either side at the moment, but did we play Cotton Eye Joe? There is it in lieu yeah, of the Grizzly. very late. Very late. Very late. So we played it <clears throat> late, but I think the email said instead of playing the Grizz fight song after every touchdown, they chose to play Cotton Eye Joe. This is weird. Which didn't happen. That didn't happen? Yeah. Okay. I was. It was all very hazy in my mind, yeah, like yeah. the the musics and the bands and stuff. But there was a choice between the presidents to just let the home marching band play. We'll leave the away team's marching right. band, and this is sort of the situation that's going to be ours for mm. in perpetuity, right? Maybe. I thought I heard him playing a lot. There was one point in the game where I, where I was like, I feel like they're playing like. Very frequently. Cotton Eye Joe? Uh, no, the band. Oh, the band. The band. Okay, played. I was like, yeah. yeah. I thought we stopped playing Cotton Eye Joe. Uh-uh. We no. did for a bit last year. Okay. But it's back. But it's back, baby. Cotton Eye Joe's back. Well, I was just... It, this just came into my feed, of course, because the algorithm knows I want to read everything about the Grizz. And it seems super controversial, and I just wasn't sure how to make heads or tails of what is the reality. Right. How about uh, Tim Fox being the guy who's making the biggest deal about it? <laughs> well, the guy who I would be like... As a Tim Fox <laughs> fanatic. No. <laughs> I would think he'd... On the Tim Fox fan podcast. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, let's never have the band. I would not expect him to be a lover of marching bands. Of the liberal arts. Apparently, yeah. Boy, you guys office. are really painting with broad brushes here. <laughs> the guy sits in his office and just listens to the greatest hits of different marching bands around the country. Let's say I was pleasantly That would actually be good listening. There are some phenomenal marching bands. <laughs> Which, tell me I'm wrong, Lucas. You know you'd be into that. <laughs> no, I just didn't expect it from you. And I didn't ex- I'm pleasantly surprised to see Tim Fox going to bat I know he's like a double UM grad or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, 
Anyway, I, I don't I don't know what to make of that. Did you guys feel that the game day experience suffered because we no. we didn't have MSU's marching band? No. No, no. that part of the story is kind of a non-starter to me. I get that it sucks. Um, but, I mean, I believe that this started last year because the, the number of tickets that the conference requires schools to give visiting teams got lowered. And so, basically... MSU said, nope, your tickets are your tickets. If you want your band to come, it's got to come from your lower amount of tickets. And then, so UM this summer was like, well, if that's what you're going to do, then we're probably going to do the same thing. And then they just mutually decided, well, we're not going to be the road band anymore. Yeah. I don't, like, I I really like the bands and what they bring to college football. I've been to several Grizz games at Bobcat Stadium. I don't know... I don't know if the road band is the most important thing in the world, but I love a home band and how they get people into the game. Like that's where this part of the story. If I was going to get fired up about something and choose one of them, that's the part that I get. You would, you would kind of like home field advantage. Your band gets to be there. Yeah, I kind of like that. You would pick the marching band over Pitbull's greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Yes. yes One of the marching band was playing Pitbull's greatest hits. Oh, I'd be good with it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> but I mean, like, or who let the dogs out? You know, I I would choose the marching band. But I'm oh, sure what the, what athletics idea. is probably going to kind of say is like, hey, it's tough to. There are times where you can grab a snippet of a popular song in the 15 seconds that they get to have music going between defensive plays that the band isn't going to be able to get too quickly enough. That's probably what they're thinking. I don't know if that's true or not, because there are some places where you always hear the band in the background and like the drum line's always going and it's, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think part of it is like I sit in the North End Zone and I don't really hear the band. Sure. I mean, we, we hear well, it. I was but sitting it's... in the North End Zone too and I just had no recollection of, you know, of like, how much did they play? Did I notice it being more or less? There was a point where I was like, are they playing after every Grizz first down? Because mm. I heard them like They're frequently. Playing, and I was a like, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So I don't know if that but, I mean, note if, was if, real or not. If these, well, I was going to say, but if these changes <clears throat> came, I wouldn't put it past the band director and be like, okay, well, we're going to do things different and we're yeah. just going to, you know. Change it up. Yeah, yeah. change it up. Yeah. One, I don't one, like them you, not playing the fight song after a touchdown, though. But did I they would not? Rather, I don't know. They did. They I played. Was, yeah, they did. They, they played did. it. They absolutely did. Yeah. Okay. When did Tim Fox write this fake letter <laughs> to create controversy? Like wag the dog. This is his. This is his covert plan to bring the bands back. What is Tim running for now? He's creating a fake band war. director. Yeah. <laughs> like all things, I think there's probably a little fire in in the smoke. Um. One. One background. I think a piece of this is MSU and UM are not fully self-funded, but they're more self-funded than many other programs. Like they generate over 80% of their own like budget. Right. And selling a hundred or 150 more tickets is probably meaningful when you get 10% or 15% general fund support. Uh, I think it's, it's something true. Grizz Athletics is super proud of. I think it's something administrators really fancy. Um, people who are a fan of the liberal arts should love that Grizz Athletics, and I guess if, if you're from the other school, you should like that 
your athletics department isn't siphoning money away yep. uh, <laughs> that could be spent on more administrators <laughs> 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 or academics or whatever. Um, but it does put them in a pinch, I suppose. Like they have to do some zero sum math on like how are we going to generate the most money? And I guess that means leaving the band home. I don't like a band home or I'm I'm not sure, but. Yep. Anyway, thanks. That's probably longer than it needed to be, but no. I mean, we've got several people asking us about it, and I, I would imagine that at some point in the next couple of days, there is going to be a statement of some sort because it's now a thing. So yeah, <clears throat> interesting to change mid-season. I actually think uh, the marching band should do like a an auction, and you can the winners of the auction or whatever the highest bidders get to pick a song that they play. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to hear this song during the game. Oh, I thought you were going to give us one. Oh, no, no. I was like, <laughs> just like, X, Y, Z. Okay. <laughs> Titanium. <laughs> Firework by Katy Perry. <laughs> I feel like they've played that in a halftime show, but I know. <laughs> But anyway, that'd be, I, th- I wonder if they could generate some ancillary funds if they just were like, all right, we got five songs, five slots, highest bidder, pick the song. You could even, Or you could do like some interactive poll like on the screen up there where you like text the number and that would four be options. People would do that for sure. <clears throat> but your way is better because it raise funds for them. This is just... I would like more marching band when they have the Monty movies and the guess what's in the box? I hate those. Okay, how good was it? Was it Janet Carroll? On this Janet Carroll was how so good was good? he? He nailed it. I actually thought the Monty movie was great. Like, how does he know? Smell, right? I want to know how smell. Janet Carroll knows what a loofah feels like. It's got one in the shower. <laughs> Showers? I don't know. <laughs> you guys loofah users? Black beans? Yeah, hundred percent. Black beans. I thought. What do you zero use some weird stone and do your like? I'm not a granola, a granola lumberjack guy. What are you, Mike? I just let the soap drip down from the shampoo. I'll, and take... I'll send you guys a vid. <laughs> <laughs> no, no legs though. Right? Yeah. No, no legs. No legs. You. You no wash legs. Yeah. Who washes their legs? <laughs> you waste of time. <laughs> Man's got dirty calves. Oh my god! I think where you're going though, Kyle. That Monty movie, the part that I laughed my ass off about was Bobby doing the spoof email. Yeah, I think like I don't know about you guys, but in our line of work, I think I went to the bathroom. I missed. I get emails all the time, like so, like daily or weekly, especially because our Mike and I's our cell phone, our email, like we have to make it public because people need to find us. And we get these fake emails all the time where it's like, hey, Kyle, it's Brent. I'm in a meeting right now, but I need some Apple gift cards. Can you run and get a picture? And it's like, no one really falls for it anymore, Fishing. but we get them yeah, all exactly. the damn time. So Bobby was <laughs> talking emailing. out loud, typing like, out this email. It's like, hello, this is Kent Haslam. <laughs> Kindly get me gift cards. I'm in a meeting. God bless. You know? <laughs> they really did this? Yeah, oh, yeah, it was great. And then actually Lynn was in the end yeah, of this Lynn was in it. video as well. She was the professor in the end when Monty goes to intro to public speaking. Listen, it they're, was great. They're well done. They're clever. Yeah. I just think they bring down the energy in the stadium. Well, so I would echo that, Luke, that I talked to, talked to a, talking to some players last year and a Grizz coach last year, they thought 
last year, the game that had the best energy throughout the whole thing was the playoff game because they can't play. The, the fans have to stay locked. You're not sitting down yeah. and stop making noise and watch a two-minute long clip of what's in the box or whatever. I do love that game. Yeah, I love those. I think they should be made. They should be pushed out on social media. But in the game... Maybe not. I'm 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 okay without it. That's let fair. the met, let the marching band like play an auctioned off song. Yeah. Do you think Lobster Tail though in What's in the Box is fair? Because you just get the smell right, and then it's like gives it away. Yeah, it's got it's just this, mm. the smell had to have given away. Do you think? I don't they, like, think I could. Do you think they sanitized tail. it and put it in some other smell and then put it in there and were no. like, let's try to I, dupe him. I want to know what the budget... Like, now I'm suspicious of their budget. Where are they getting lobsters? <laughs> are you kidding me? Give them a crawdad. <laughs> Did it blow your guys' mind when he got black beans? I thought 0% chance he gets black beans. Well, I think that he figured it was a bean and he just started so, naming beans. Could be anything squishy. Yeah, so black beans is kind of crazy. Are you are uh, you a what's-in-the-box truther? Do you not believe that he hey, came by this honestly? I just I just have some questions about do you think lob- he I don't think Lobster Tail is that big of a like deal. terrible, so they like had him redo it? Dude, I think he practiced. <laughs> I think he's doing this in his spare time. Next, Do you think his buddy Braxton went first and was like, dude, I saw what they're putting in your box? Maybe. Hey, guys, Maybe. next Sunday, do you guys want to meet? A little bit before and play what's in the box with Kyle <laughs> and film it and put it on put it on our Twitter. I would be so bad. I would be so bad at it. Well, let's do it. I'm not for it. As long as you don't put like a rat trap in there. <laughs> yeah, all of ours are terrible. That's a rat trap. Kyle's losing you, fingers. You idiot. Why would you touch? I got this one. I think I know this one. That's a live it's scorpion. A <laughs> it smells his fingers. It's got like toxic fumes on it. This is uh, chlorophyll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh my word um we got kind of sidetracked on the band conversation but i hope they figure it out because i i love the band as part of the atmosphere Agreed. and i'm sure they'll figure it out and it's kind of weird that it happened in the off season so or in the middle of the season that seems really like an off season change so right. it seems unnecessary distraction but not really a distraction for the football team just something for everybody else to talk about That's so it's true. true that works um Game-wise, I just think we need to to say Alex Gubner's name again out loud. Oh, God. Dude. And just say, you know what? He might not have the stats to get recognized as the best FCS defensive player. He is. But he is. And, I mean, like, he is such a disruptor, and we are going to miss him so much next year. It, it'll be interesting. I'm sure he probably won't get defensive MVP for the conference. Because you have to have the stats, right? Although Eastern God, Washington man, had defensive tackle, time. share it with someone a few years ago. I yeah, you I need just the don't... stats to get votes from coaches that you didn't play. Yeah, but I mean, like God, we're the best rushing defense by a mile in the league. He's the D tackle. I mean, <sighs> man, that play. I mean, uh, was it? Who's the, the, the second one? That was. Yeah. I mean, that was right in front of me. They don't block him. I thought he, I thought he shoved a guy off, but I watched the clip, cl- clip again. He, they just let him right through. Him. Well, the the guy, <laughs> good, good defense. The guy kind of misses him because you can see. I, I watched it and I slowed it down. He, he's the offensive lineman is bent over at the waist, and then he turns like I just let a raging bull by me. <laughs> right, like completely elate him. I don't. Maybe you guys haven't had the opportunity to walk near Alex Gubner, but. 
one of my favorite things of working on campus is every like I get to pass these dudes sometimes on like on campus. Yeah. I don't know how you don't accidentally hit him when you're right in front of him. He's so wide. He's big. And that O-lineman completely missed him. Yeah. Like, just neoed him. Like, just <laughs> just bent over around Alex Gubner's giant frame. And he's wearing pads, right? Like, yeah. he's even bigger on the field. Completely missed. And he's just that damn quick Man. and slippery. Um, and the running back didn't even have time to react. Like well, he has the ball, he's crushed, and he's on the ground. And for as much praise as we give Valdez, right? Like yeah. incredible player. Yeah, you can't read Gubner because he's too athletic. Well, I got yeah. yeah. I like that you bring up Valdez because it's always been like this back and forth, right? Who's better, Valdez or Gubner? Val- one of them showed up yesterday, and one of them uh, was barely heard from. Right. One of them was a difference maker in the game, and one of them. I I never really saw anything major from him. Also, Sean Rainey slowed down the cat field goal. It hits Gubner's hand. Yeah, he gets really? the he gets the block. I hope he's, they go redo the stats and give him credit because that you know he's not credited right now with it in the box score. But I'm, I guess they'll. I mean, so, I, I, hope. I I bet they will. Yeah. The the early one, it he tipped that. Yeah. Wow, I never I didn't even realize that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, like his hand goes up and it and it changes the the spin on the ball. I thought that play that I mean it got there's another one after it. Uh, Braxton Hill I think made the play after Governor made that stop on second down. But I thought that was one of the biggest plays in the mm-hmm. entire game. Absolutely, because it was another one of those moments where it's like, oh, finally they've got a yeah. second and short. Like right. they're going to put something together. Here we go, and he just bursts through the line. Not today. Right. There's some absolute stars. Like Gradney, who's been injured quite a bit this year, comes up with his fifth fifth pick. And we haven't even mentioned Riley Wilson. Yet. Yeah, Riley Wilson was insane. <laughs> Do you think he's the biggest difference for, for this defense compared to last defense in this game, last year's defense in this game? As like just a player or like any or like an impact? An impact. Uh no, I think their structure on the back end okay. is the biggest difference. I guess I mean player wise. Sorry, yeah, player structure wise, and structure. I agree. Player wise, uh, and, yeah. and the reason I ask yeah, that is he because he just provides so much speed on the outside, and like, and he, one, he sometimes lines up as a as a D end, where it's yeah. like he's basically the fourth D lineman. Yep. It completely changes the front. Yeah, and that that's a play I was going to mention was when they got down and <clears throat> drove down right, and we they had like they were at like the ten yard line. Right, and then they got they kept getting pushed back. Riley Wilson was the guy who made that stop. He got off the block of a of a tackle, and made that uh, stop on. Uh, yeah. I forget that running back name, Davis, or, I think, yeah. and that like that stopped all their momentum. That pushed them into a field goal, and like he made that play completely by himself. Speed and ability to get off a block that made that play. Yeah, his pursuit speed, like his just yeah. lateral. I mean. That one in, I don't know, what was it, in like the second, maybe the second quarter? He chased down. Oh, my God. Yeah. That play was going to be like a shot out play. of a cannon. He, he like had everything, everything. They had yeah. everything blocked on the edge, and he came out of nowhere and blew you, that play out. You used after the game, you probably have no memories from after the game. <laughs> I traded this too. <laughs> okay. Used, <laughs> there are a few things that we talked about that he has forgotten. So. <laughs> the term heat-seeking heat missile. Heat-seeking missile, yeah. And that's, that's totally right. That was a great comparison. It truly is. I mean, watch him play. And, uh, I think he leads the team in sacks now, doesn't he? I think he might lead the conference in sacks. He's got seven or eight. 
We have two more years. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. What? Yeah. This is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't he playing safety before he came here? Or was he a linebacker? That's a big safety. I was going to say, boy. Big safety to going to be to lining up occasionally at D line. That is a big shift. And, but I mean, I would trust you over mere Luke. I can't. I can't. Kyle, Kyle, I'd have to yeah. look. Yeah, like, we don't, we're the last. Yeah, year, we're like. not. We're not gonna know. <laughs> I'm trying to pull Big Sky stats, and their page is all screwed up. So yeah. weird. It's weird. Right? Yeah. I saw Tom on the sidelines, uh, Commissioner Tom. Yeah. I thought about asking him. You know, what are they doing to kind of you know stabilize the refing performances? But I thought better of it. Yeah. I actually thought the officiating. I didn't was... think they were terrible. No, 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 I was talking about in general, not oh, yesterday. Okay. You know, one of the great things was it wasn't the refing crew you had heard it was going to be. <clears throat> yes, thank God. Hmm. Riley's got seven and a half stacks. I couldn't tell you what the conference numbers are because their stat page doesn't load. So. All right. Yeah. Fair I'll keep track. I'll keep that track. defensive effort, though, that oh, the offense kind of stuck out in my mind. I don't know why. It does, but uh, that defensive effort was incredible. I don't care that they got over 200 rushing yards. We we held them 80 yards below their average. Like we we uh, forced them into 10 third downs. Uh, all but all but two were four or longer. Like and at least two of Tommy's big runs, which are a big chunk of the yardage, were then on drives that the Grizz buckled down and. Nothing came out. Yeah. Right. So it was like, all right. And like, yeah, they had three long runs, but they they thrive on big plays and big plays that turn into touchdowns. And not one of their big plays. Well, I guess Tommy's run in the second quarter did, but so just one play that catapulted into a touchdown. Like in a parallel universe, what's Tommy's best position? That's I don't. A good question. I don't think it's quarterback. The dude's Money? so damn athletic. And he plays hard. He's tough. Um, but he's just not a complete quarterback. So, like, imagine he's, he's on some FBS team and they have a chance to, like, put weight on him, make him lighter, whatever, like, transmorgify him into a different sort of specimen of a, of a positional player. Like, is he a safety? I keep going back between running back and safety. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. He's so good in the open field. Like he fits like the he fits the, the design of what they want to do well. Yeah. But like we showed yesterday, if you put them in situations where they're not playing with a lead or in a score for score game, he's not he's not the best fit there. But that doesn't happen often for MSU, right? But why didn't they go to Chambers at all? Why did we see any two quarterback stuff that we know. saw last year that scared the bejesus out of him? Right. Yeah, they're both going to be on the field yeah. at the same time. I think that they what just. Happened to I think they didn't have enough offensive plays before they felt like they started getting out of hand. Like, I, I think that they just didn't know what to do. They had the one three and out, which okay, we didn't yep. see him. Mm-hmm. So then their next series they we come in, once. and so the Grizz, the Grizz are now up fourteen to to nothing mm-hmm. by the time the Cats get the ball for the second time. And then they drive down the field, and Tommy has an okay drive. He has a long run. Mm-hmm. They miss that field goal. And then the Grizz go down, kick field goal, and then, I don't know. They just – but to me, it's almost like, why didn't they go to Chambers almost exclusively then? Because right. he seems like he's the better passer. But his passing percentage is way lower. Well, it was over for, for the game. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's a shame. It was really bad in the game. 
Uh, quickly, I did uh, find the sacks total. Elijah Ponder at Cal Poly has nine. Eloy Coete at NAU, that big guy who I think had a few against us, yep. has eight and a half. And then Riley Wilson, Jack Kelly at Weber, and Brody Greeby all have seven and a half. How many games do those other guys play? All those guys played ten. Riley's played eight. So he's. it's funny, he's on top of the list because they sort the list by average per game. Uh-huh. So he's <laughs> averaging, you know, almost a sack a game. Eight games, seven and a half sacks. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah. He's better than I thought he was going to be. I remember in fall camp, I mean, people were talking about, like, he's going to be good, he's going to be special, this guy. He's, he brings something different that we don't normally see in a linebacker uh, playing at this level. Uh, but then, like, I think because he kind of got hurt early, right? And so then he just didn't have that time to, like, get into it. But really the the Davis-Idaho sack, like, these, the, like he shows up the most in the big games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The huge benefit of catching this by, and maybe we can tar- talk about the structure of playoffs soon, but we get this this bye this week off to to get fresh and maybe clean up on some minor injuries. Do you think? Uh, and I know you guys probably don't have any information, but like Hunter McGinnis, like he didn't play. No, he was he was he was there. He's on the sideline. I saw him come out in his <coughs> yeah. you know sweatshirt. sweatshirt. But like, could we see him return maybe if in a week or two? I think that's so hard to, uh, to say. sort of Without, guess with like what he's going through because yeah. it's not like right like it's not like he has like a a wrist injury or something like that right like what we've heard is something that yeah. I don't know it's a yeah. very weird yeah it's hard to say yeah okay don't know I would love the, it the one I'd wonder it, but... if uh, <clears throat> Liam Brown mm. could come back although uh, I'm gonna butcher his name. Pamphiloff? Cannon yeah. Pamphiloff. He played damn good. Yeah. yeah. Which is exciting because... Utah State transfer. Yeah, Tech. Or Utah Tech transfer. Thank yeah. you. I keep messing that up. He looks yeah. like a Viking. Yeah. He's, he's so intimidating. Is he a, yeah. is he a senior too? No, he's a freshman. No, freshman. no we got two years. We got two years yeah. of that guy. He's an underclassman. Good. Yeah. I bet he's going to be one of the, He's going to move out to tackle next year is my guess. Because mm-hmm. Casey, I think I was one more year. And then we're gonna, we'll still have Brown. But we could get Liam Brown back, you think, for get this Liam playoff. Brown back, yeah. Then we got to find I some. think we get Liam Brown back at some point in the playoffs. I don't know if it's game one, but we'll have to see. Well, so what about other guys, though, who have been out? Like, what about, like, Cashmitter? The season's longer. Like, I know yeah. he's still overcoming that, but, like, there's a week off. Potentially. At any point in the playoffs, I wonder yeah. if he heals up and he can play. It'd be great to see some of these guys come back just yeah. to help out. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. It's nice to have a bye. One other thing I want to mention before we go to the playoffs is just the freakish athleticism of Fonts. Oh, right. (laughs) He would just jump guys just to jump guys. I swear (laughs) to God. Like a guy would be running. He wouldn't even go for his legs. And Fonts like, yeah, I'm just going to leap over him like a Mario. (laughs) He jumped over. He He had two big jumps, right? And then that catch. Oh, my God. That toe tap catch catch with his fingertips, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Honestly, his biggest catch of the day, my mind, was on the first drive on third down. Is that mm -hmm. one you're talking about? Are you talking about the one on the sideline? No, I'm talking about the one on the sideline. But the one on the first drive, because it was kind of behind him, and he grabs it. And, you know, that's the same thing. We talked about setting the tone. That throw's kind of behind him. Cliff misses him a little bit. We're three and out. We punt. Who knows what happens? But instead, he catches that first down, and they just Mm -hmm. start going. And that's one thing, like, Florence, and, you know, I was – 
debating this with Andrew Houghton last night at the bar, because that's always where you do this. But he was kind of downplaying Fonts or really any of the receivers outside of Bergen, just from the sense of, like, you know, the stats aren't there. But it's like, this offense really, that's not what we're doing. But, like, Fonts, to me, I'm pumped that we have him for another year. And What? like, Wait, how? I'm really interested. How can you downplay what these receivers do? Yeah, maybe they don't turn in huge games. Hey, all we're the on time the same side on this. I'm not arguing his stance. Watch yeah. them perform. Like, when are they making mistakes? When are they dropping balls? I just think when are they missing Fonts has come on field? so much. Bergen's come on. Keelan White has settled into his role. I just. Is it like. I like him. They're not Hatton, so they're not good. It's an Elaine Bennis moment for me where I just want to shove him and say, get out of town. <laughs> get, <laughs> get out. out. <laughs> shove him down. That's That's a. Uh, that's really surprising to hear that because I think they have performed incredibly this year. I agree. I think I think that balls caught doesn't tell the whole story because we're not throwing it as much. But yeah, aren't we leading the league Look in rushing attempts? Isn't that what I think we? So. I don't know. I thought when you did guys you say said it last, week last week that last week we led the league in attempts and MSU led the league in yards by a lot or yeah, something I, like that's that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to look at their stats because you. I mean, they're not overwhelming for the season, but man, and they like Bergen's over six hundred. Fonts is just under five hundred. Yeah. Um, speaking of guys, did you guys know that Rocco Bodelli's actual first name is Sawyer? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's about why I call him Sawyer Brown. So, is it, which, yeah, you told me on that whole story, and I just completely missed it because I did. I was like, why is why is Kyle talking to me about Sawyer Brown? <laughs> There's a guy named Sawyer on our team. Just over his head. How many Straight comments do you head. that just go through his ears? <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. I had this whole amazing story about Sawyer Brown only because Sawyer Racanelli. <laughs> if I I'd realized, like, if uh-huh. I'd realized his first name was Sawyer, I might have the, the story might have stuck with me in the moment, but it was news to me that his first name was Sawyer. I've just, <laughs> you know, struggled with his last the name. The race is year. on, Sawyer Brown. Right? Yeah. Get, get do you think... <laughs> no. Tell, yeah. I, do you think Luke knows? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Did you know that not uh, in the band Sawyer Brown, the lead singer's name is not Sawyer Brown. There is no member of the band named Sawyer Brown. There is no member of the band named Sawyer or has a last name Brown. Wait, so what am I not supposed to know? Wouldn't you, ex- didn't you, like, all this time think, like, the lead singer's name was Sawyer Brown? I thought Sawyer Brown was a solo act. No. Didn't you think that guy was named Sawyer Brown? No. Really? You're so full of shit. What? That's- Can you tell me the name that their band first was? Oh, my God. Oh, holy shit. Whoa. But this is interesting because maybe he can verify maybe the story you've heard. Story. What was their, the name of their band? Don King's Road Band. Don King's Road Band. And how did it become Sawyer Brown? I don't know that. Kyle knows that. <laughs> All right. The story that I heard was that they were on tour in some city, and they either didn't like their name, Don King's Road Band, because it's honestly... I have questions about that. Pretty awful name, really. <laughs> Wasn't Don King the promoter? The yeah, terrible promoter? Okay. individual. Um, they opened the local phone book and pointed to a, a name, and the name they landed on was Sawyer Brown. Whoa! So that yeah. is how they named what it. What city? Do you remember? I don't. Yeah. I don't. Hmm. But, I mean... 
So now I have questions about why their band was called Don King's Road Band because I don't know. I actually just have their Wikipedia page up. You're know. such a cheater! Oh, you can't do it. You can't. Yes. <laughs> when you were first telling the story, his face reacted like what, and then he plays it all. I just knew it. I have a lot. I have a lot queued up here, and I could have. I could have strung you guys along, but that's what you actually did yesterday after the game. I went home and listened to Sawyer Brown's entire discography because. Oh, <laughs> but anyway, tell you their past members. Sawyer Racanelli, <laughs> great throw, had a great throw, twenty-four yeah. yards. Yeah, I really love that. All the different guys to get involved in these reverses and passes and stuff like that. It really makes the uh, defenses have to think. How about that little that little play that they ran where they threw it to Bergen and he pitched it back to Otsmo? Yeah. It didn't really yeah. work. It only got like and four yards. If Fonts, but it was, if Fonts it was had sweet. field the ball well on oh. his, oh, he yeah. had space. Yeah. I think I might have been a touchdown. Yeah. Sawyer won the Pat Norwood Award tonight, the most inspirational player. I thought that oh, was really cool. For the awards, yeah. Mm-hmm. He you think it's because he came injury? back from his injury? Or? Yeah, I bet so. I so. Or do you think it's because he got people to be able to pronounce his last name? Do you think it's because he... Sawyer Racanelli. I am there. <laughs> we are how many weeks into this season? <laughs> I am there. He had the patience of people being like, uh, Baldelli, right? Yeah. <laughs> Balboa? <laughs> All right. All right. I had a lot going on, Luke. In, okay. in retrospect, I probably could have spent more time studying the roster, but, you know, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, team awards, you got those up, Luke? I do. Uh, do, you, do you have them up? I, I got them right here. Um... I'm a big fan of they, so they they named the defensive scout team of the year the players Dylan Smith and Clay Oven. Uh, big fan of Dylan Smith. I know him a little bit. He's a good dude. Big fan of a guy named Clay Oven. <laughs> Clay Oven is I think a Billing Central kid. Then the. Offensive scout team player of the year is Michael Ray, offensive lineman. That's interesting. I actually love that. I love having yeah. an offensive lineman as the mm-hmm. offensive scout player of the year. Um, special teams player of the year, Garrett Graves. Yeah. Which I believe. That dude has been a special teams guy stalwart his entire career. Yeah. We are going to miss Garrett Graves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Can I, can I go back to Clay Oven really quick? Yep. He's a defensive end. Listed as a defensive end. Guess his guess his size. He's six three. How much does he weigh? Uh, one ninety five. Two. Bastard, you just you just nope, looped me I on this. Not, didn't you? No, I pulled a Luke. You looked it up. <laughs> his his Twitter account says he's six two two ten. Really? So that's maybe last updated in high school. Man, that's a defensive end. Well, he's redshirting. Put yeah. on that weight. Um. The most outstanding backer receiver, the Terry Dillon Award, goes to Eli Gilman. I buy that. Uh, the Tony Barber Award best exemplifies outstanding practice habits and unselfish contribution to the betterment of the team. It was split between Levi Janicaro and Braxton Hill. That's cool. Yep. yep. Buy that too. The Paul Westcamp Award. Uh, Outstanding offensive lineman goes to AJ Forbes. Yep. No surprise there. Um, outstanding defensive lineman, the Sims Miller Award. 
Gub. Yeah. <laughs> Gub. <laughs> Two times he won that last year. Too. He did, didn't he? Oh, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. yeah. And then the Golden Helmet Award, the Hardest Hitter Award. Oof. The Doug Betters Golden Helmet Award. Tyler Flink. I love that. Yeah. And then most inspirational goes to Rocky Baldinati oh. or whatever Mike said. <laughs> Sawyer Rockinelli. Sawyer Get Rock- his name I'm so right. sorry. <laughs> Jeez. Get my name, or get his name out of your voice. (laughs) From Brush Prairie, Washington. Hmm. Cool. Um, Playoffs. No, I want to talk about a couple more things. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. First of all, we're only on hour two. We need to acknowledge a couple things. Can I just say something really quick? I was just looking at Rocco Baldelli's... What is wrong with you guys? His name is Sawyer Rockinelli. <laughs> Sawyer Brown. Uh, I was just looking at his um, bio because I thought he was a sophomore because he missed all of last year. They have him listed as a junior. Yeah, the, the last couple of years since COVID, they seem to be listing guys with the year out of high school, and so it's hard to know. Dude, but he probably got a medical, right? He, he should get a medical, yeah, but you yeah. usually apply for a medical later, so I don't know. It's weird. I would think that he has at least two seasons left. Well, I hope so, because we got to come up with more names for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah. All of the above. <laughs> All of the above. So what else do you have, Mike? Um... Atmosphere was awesome. Oh, yeah. Tailgates were awesome. I will say, for all of the talk about people selling their tickets and the concern that there was going to be cat fans, and so, I actually felt like there were less cat fans than Wait, a normal was, yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I thought it was... I, it felt more to me. Interesting. It felt like more when I was walking around the tailgates and less when I got into the stadium. In the stadium. Yeah. 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 It's like, where do they all go? They just came here to and may, Maybe part of that's just because there wasn't much for them to cheer about, so you didn't really notice it as much. That could, Yeah, that's a good point. There was four nice people that were there from Great Falls. They were sitting right in front of me to my left. Um, right? They, they didn't have a lot to make a lot of noise about through the day. So maybe they just kind of blended in. Right. Yeah, there was a point where I looked over, and you know where that there's that little section where uh, visitors always sit mm-hmm. and they were all just in the same position. It was like, it, it was like somebody just digitally recreated them, just slumped over. Just sat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hilarious. That's a shame. They didn't even sing to their fans. I don't think they just, they, they got the hell off the, they field. Got the, hell off the field. Um, <clears throat> atmosphere was great. Uh, tailgates were great. Met even more Shelby people this weekend. Ooh. And we've now written some checks that we're going to have to cash because I may have committed to doing a summer uh, pod <laughs> in Shelby. Sick. Uh, last night in the tailgates in, in, you know, Lot Z well well after the game ended. Okay. Um, uh God, you guys were just handing I met, out promises. I met <laughs> lots of great people. The superintendent of the Shelby Schools seems like a nice guy. Oh yeah, um, Elliot. Um, He's a good dude. I. It's always fun when I'm out in the tailgates and you start talking and making connections because Montana's a small town. But then, like, when finally someone figures out, like, oh, the Grizzly Red Pot, and it's almost always they know Luke Alford. There's <laughs> almost always Luke Alford connection. But met a good fan of ours. I believe his name's Ryan Austin. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, good guy. He says he listens to us regularly. Yep. James is his favorite. <laughs> it's um, fair. It's fair. Uh, 
and I just always love it when when people talk about you know how they look forward to the pod regularly. Uh, but he's definitely on board with uh, us coming to uh, Shelby. Now, <laughs> some people might think there's golfing involved in this, but I don't really golf. Listen, Brent will carry both of us. I'll golf, yeah. We need to come back to this, too. But um, we should totally do a podcast from the Tap Room in Shelby. They're a big Grizz bar. Love it. There. They painted the back uh, wall Grizz right next to a Bobcat supporter. So there's a big Bobcat Grizz scenario there. Ryan, I worked with, um, I was summer help, and he was a lineman at Rise River Electric. That's what he said. Such a good dude. Love that guy. His wife is related to someone who works in athletics. She's a Kaler. Yeah. Yeah. We made all the connections. Ah. Yeah. I'm (laughs) I ducked out responsibly. I Irish goodbye all you guys <laughs> after I met Officer TJ. <laughs> That's right. That was my fanboy experience. Uh, right. I follow that guy. He's hilarious. Trooper, Trooper Templeton was at the tailgate with us. Yes, I, I loved it because he was he was obviously one of the four patrolmen, highway patrolmen down with the the staff. And I saw him before the game. And he was all uniformed up, and you know he can't do anything or whatever. And he's like. Don't worry, I brought my my uh, drinking clothes there in another bag. <laughs> so just like the coaches, you know, he went to the went to the locker room, changed out of his gear, and came to the tailgates afterwards. Hopefully, nobody's bothered by that. But I thought it was great. <laughs> okay, well, let's do it, and then we can golf. Brent, you cannot stop golfing on game day. By the way, I, I yeah, we need to, as This is on my list. We got to figure I, this I out. I hit a ball around the park before before we left for the tailgates that morning. So if the game. Is a night game in two weeks? It looks like. Oh, we got we got a simulator at the ranch club. I'm golden, yeah. buddy. Don't no, you can't be me. a simulator. I think that even if there's snow, uh, you got to Even if, if it's a driving range, we we got to get you outside. If, if there's no snow, they they told me the other day that we're, we're free to golf whenever. Course is open regardless. Yeah. Okay. Until the ground starts to totally freeze, they said. So perfect. Then, like we we probably just need to make a case and be like, hey. This is really important. <laughs> he's not going to golf a lot. He's to golf a lot here. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to jinx anything. We are talking about superstitious stuff. Here. <laughs> we are. But if the Grizz go all the way, I think this ball that you're hitting belongs in the Hall of Champions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will gladly. Wait, are you and Blind's been hitting the same ball? Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to say. Does he lose a lot? Kyle, 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 I played nine holes before. Kyle, I played nine holes before which game? The sack game? Yeah, uh, no, it was. It was after. Or it was a Portland game. Yeah, Portland game. I lost like three golf balls. Yeah. Three balls. <laughs> Eighteen holes, six <laughs> balls later. Yeah, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so lots of Shelby people, in the, and actually lots of great people all around in the tailgates. And and I will I will tell you, we don't do this for money, so it actually is fun to hear people be for like, sure. Oh, this is so great! You you know, and like be be genuinely excited about it because the whole idea. Is much like sitting around a tailgate and talking about the game afterwards. That is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to give a shout out to our friend Ryan Ruby, who made us the mm. greatest shirts. Um, and he made 200 of them and handed them out to a whole bunch of people at the game because you saw a lot of people had them. Uh, you know, we, we might have talked a little bit with our, our Palmer players last week about uh, Bobby Houck and, uh, you know, yelling at the ref about being candy ass and so we got this great shirt we put on the pod so shout out to them we like that somebody else has now ripped off that design and is selling t-shirts online oh 
There's a bunch of like scammy legal. bots that are doing. I mean, that. well, it's not like the thing's a licensed thing anyway, so whatever. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, go with it. Um, so good there. And then the last question I have for you. Well, first we should acknowledge it was senior day, and we've got some great seniors there. Yeah. Today. Last question I have for you, and this a statement was made at a tailgate I was at. One of the coaches told somebody else that they still believe that Ferris State was the best team they've played all year. Do you believe that? No. 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 I don't believe that. What makes you guys feel like you're smarter than our coaches? That, I mean, other than that's the what? premise of our whole podcast. But you know. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they, didn't, they lost. They're not undefeated. <clears throat> they lost. They're not even a seed in the playoffs. But is that part of the being coaches suspended for being smoking with punished them. for oh smoking God. cigars after the championship? That is the most game. ridiculous yeah. thing ever. Yeah. Like it was pointed out because it was at a school. It's a school that specifically up. prohibited it. But so was, what? You just won a championship. Yeah. Could they not drink there either? I don't know. I just I just feel like we've played some pretty damn good teams. Like, yeah. Idaho's pretty good. I think so the, Idaho is the best. The team. question really was, do you think the coach really believes that, or was this cat trolling at its finest? This is cat yes. trolling. Cat trolling. Because Ferris State played us a lot tougher in this stadium this year than weren't the cats Weren't their fans did. calling them uh, basically, oh, that, that D2 team that we beat? Yeah. Wouldn't even call them by their name? Yeah. All right. I have one question. All right. Yesterday was the best day as a Grizz fan for you since when? You know, this is going to sound weird, but you got to you got to put this in kind of hierarchies cuz so many of my Grizz memories like I put in different places. And obviously, you know, national championship games, the wins, all those things, those have been fun. Yesterday might be one of my highest Grizz fan points ever. I agree. And the reason I say that is like what I was talking about when James was here. This is the first time we've even sniffed the Big Sky Conference since he was born. And then, you know, he's become my Grizz buddy. We go to things together and we sit, you know, it's me, Stacy, James, and my dad. So it's like all these experiences that I got with my dad, you know, I still remember watching the 95 National Championship in the UC Theater and all this stuff. But for James, you know, we get to go have this playoff run. Hopefully we don't waffer it in the first round. But, you know, Jesus. knock on wood. So I think there are more to come. And, like, you know, the Eastern playoff game a couple of years ago was awesome. And, the, you know, even SEMO last year. Like, those are all great and fun. And the CAC game two years ago was just wild when Ford ran it back. So it's like you know, the memories are all there. But just from, like, the standpoint of, like, this historical thing we had to go to get to go do together, it's it's up there for me because mm-hmm. you realize how hard it was and maybe how we didn't appreciate it a decade ago. What about you, Kyle? Since 2011. When really? They beat, when they beat uh, Northern Iowa in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think that was the last oh, best was, day for me. I, that was a great night. And I didn't even get really uh, enjoy it a ton because I was stringing for the Northern Iowa paper. So I had to cover that game oh, and write about them, oh. and then also somehow write a season wrap up for them as a guy who would not follow their season at all. Oh. So like that night, I didn't really do, but just for all the things that were at stake, and like you said, and like being with your family and that, like I bet I hugged my dad 
more times yesterday than I have in the last five years. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, get away from me. <laughs> Sports are created. James has made it clear that he doesn't yeah. like me to lift him up at these sporting events. So <clears throat> I'll try not. You but, called him your buddy. I think it's an abusive relationship. Like, wow. He really, he really goes in on you. Not you on him. <laughs> you think he's not really my friend? You think I he's think, stringing me along? I for, think he harasses you. He's <laughs> stringing me along for a place to sleep and tickets to sporting events? Yes. Jesus. <laughs> what about for you guys? Man. I still, like, two years ago against the Cats was like a game that ended a, f- we a needed five-year it. drought, we right, needed if you it. take the COVID year end, too, right? So that one was, that one was like, cathartic in, mm-hmm. in a sense that, like, it was just such a big relief. It felt like you cleared this hurdle that, for a while, you just felt was insurmountable. But boy, this one's right up there. Um, I would probably say since that point, though, because the cats, just because that was like such a such a, it felt like a pivotal moment at that time. Um, so yeah, maybe since that for me, that's yeah. You guys all saw Brent after last night's game. There, I, there, I did a chest no. bump. Yeah, there was, right. a chest I was going to say, bump. when you found each other in the field, I was like, because we all met at, at Colts tailgate. We all came together, and I like, I talked to Kyle. I was like, where is he? And then I hear him like running at Brent across the field, and I look through the trailer, and they just... There was general <laughs> childhood joy in Brent. <laughs> like, I told someone, I was like, I don't know if I've been that happy, like as, as happy as Brent was in a very long time. Like he was so was happy last happy. night. <laughs> well, too you, happy as the night went on, but yeah. <laughs> you were pretty happy, Brent. <laughs> 2011 is a big moment. That's on this. Um, I, I have a hard time because it's like, over a decade ago, right? Yeah, yeah. But beating MSU two years ago, they were the three seed, I believe, right? And then actually that following week, we beat Eastern at home. We like just right. thunder dumped, oh, dumped on them. And, and it was such a beautiful night, you know? Like it was such a great environment. Um, I was with my brother, right, with family. Yeah, and we talked after that game that that was the most electric back-to-back home games we could ever remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that that was a big moment, of course. But we didn't have outright, you know, we weren't an outright champion of the conference. Yep. This is different. Yep. So I think, in some order that I can't quite organize because of time, yesterday. You know, that back-to-back series with, yeah, with yeah. MSU and Eastern and then the 2011 uh, Northern Iowa game. The one thing that I really liked about the Northern Iowa game, or the, the similarities, I think, is, as I'm going to steal a phrase from Colt Palmer, is in each of those games, we took the football out of Northern Iowa. They just quit. You they remember quit. that? Oh, yeah. The cats quit two years ago. Chris Murray literally quit. Literally, <laughs> like, <laughs> he was done. Right, and then yesterday the the Bobcats clearly yeah, quit. Yeah. Um, and it takes a lot. I mean, these we are all probably competitive people. These dudes are competitive, and they they give a lot. To, to get where they're they're at and to take the football out of them 
I mean, oh, yeah, that's a dark, that's a dark hole. It's hard it's to get guys to there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, those, those are all special dates. It's interesting. None of you mentioned <clears throat> as far back as you went, 2015 North Dakota State. Man. Is that because it was stit and it just didn't work? I think. Or beginning of the season versus end of the season? I think it's because in in hindsight, in retrospect, you get to know everything else that happened that mm-hmm. season. Yeah. Okay. Like as far as like a moment, it was like, man, that was awesome and winning and they were the national champions. And the way they won it. And like, that was an ESPN national game, like a legit yeah. one. Brett Musburger was there. Yeah. I mean. It was also yeah. a cool atmosphere because it was so damn smoky. smoky. Yeah. yeah. It just looked was eerie. it Joey Counts, right? Yeah. Joey Counts. Yeah. I was just a big Joey Counts fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Joey Counts is your type of guy. Yeah. We yeah. just like doing deep bench presses. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the next week we lost to Cal Poly. And the week after right. to, yeah. was it Weber? Yeah. But that was fun. Yeah. So yeah. individually. Yeah. What a great, just a great fucking day. But again, you know, we didn't <laughs> win the Big Sky Conference that year. Nope. I mean, or any year since 2011. And I was there in 2011. We won it. Isn't, isn't it wild that you can feel so great one day and then less than 24 hours you literally feel like death? Did you feel like that today? And yes. oddly interesting that for you two it's related. <laughs> it's pretty related. <laughs> yeah. It's very much related. I mean, I went home at like 11 and I was like, oh, zonked. Jealous. I completely, like, when I got home yesterday, I was like, I felt like I gave my entire self to that day. Like, I was just dead. Well, I felt like I'd left the house before 8. Like, that was a long day. Didn't go home. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Did you guys see those bear suits people were wearing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want one of those so bad. Guess how much they cost? Like $600? $420. All right. If you appreciate appreciate what the Grizz Fan Pod does, (laughs) you need to figure out a way to get... Luke, a bear suit for something like that that's got to fit over some cold clothes. So we're probably looking at a 2X. Two 2X, two right? please. Yeah, 2X. Yeah. I'm only wearing that. Ty Palmer's girlfriend had one of those on, and the, uh, the, 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 Snout with the teeth. So those are awesome. I took a picture of her jacket <laughs> and I looked it up when I got home and I was like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> but they must have sold them somewhere because we were watching the game and I saw a bunch, of, a the, bunch of people in there. the stadium. Yeah. Right next to a lot of brown FTC hats. Yeah. Good looking hats. Yeah. I heard those are pretty. <laughs> they're hot, very European. I, I heard they're hard item. to get now. Yeah, they're sold out. <laughs> they're a hot item. I was walking around like I robbed somebody. <laughs> he comes up. So Kyle created an awesome hat with like classic colors. It says F- FTC um, because it's a rivalry game. And yeah, so fuck the cats. So fuck the cats. <laughs> but he comes up to me. He goes, look, I sold all the beanies. <laughs> and I was like, sweet, dude. I was, I was a little nervous that you wouldn't sell them all. And he pulls this wad of cash out. The <laughs> most cash I've ever seen someone pull out of their pants. made him look like a drug dealer. <laughs> it, was so, it was so much that I was struggling to get it out of my pocket. I was like, don't pull cash like that out. There's thousands of strangers around here. You're going to get robbed, my boy. <laughs> I had a network of very nice people who decided to sell. My girlfriend, my sister... My cousin and like two of her friends just grabbed them all and just 
left. <laughs> and I was just standing there drinking beers, and they come back, and they're like, they just handed this money. And I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> You're supposed to did they, did these tip people them? Get, did they get paid anything? Yeah. This is literally yeah, almost, a drug yeah. dealer I was format. Say, or there's another thing that this looks like. Well, and all these women wander off and bring back cash? Yeah, like, I, what I, are you? I... I, I I definitely drew that parallel. Yes, yes. They but called yes. me Gator. And- <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I felt was Gator. Gator's bitches. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, one, one of them is getting very handsomely rewarded. All my right. girlfriend will get her entire trip to Europe paid for. Man. You know what? I will say, like, the, the hats, the shirts. Somebody else made a shirt, too. Cliff the made Clifton, a shirt, which fun. I bought I bought, I bought one of those, too. Um, so hopefully that's the website's legit that I bought it from and not a scammer. I hope it's the Cliff site. Because um, I actually think it's the same site that somebody ripped off this shirt and is doing it for. But uh, it... it, it it felt like really kind of high high level college football to yeah. me. You know, it was like, like an Etsy just yeah, appeared. just like <laughs> just, this is awesome. And, like, and there's things. enough like there's enough of a community there that it's like I I can go run 200 of these and people want them. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just interesting. How many did Jay sell Friday night at the Mo Club? <clears throat> I think we sold. You did well because you sold like 20 while I was I think with we you. Sold like 15 or 20 that night, and we tried to sell them at stocks and. Damn you at stocks. You wouldn't let me bring my backpack oh, in. No. <laughs> so we couldn't sell any. I thought that was that was funny. It was after the Beer and Wine Festival Friday, and we we ducked back into, uh, well, we found okay. you guys because yeah. you guys hadn't left. You were in yeah. the same spot. Well, we went to Reds, and we came back. Okay. <laughs> and just Jay taking your backpack and be like, I'll be back. And he just gets swallowed up just into the eating, sea of people. And we're like, evil. all right. He came back, and he's, he's like, I broke God up now. three fights. I sold one hat. And I was like, damn, you had an adventure in there. <laughs> a little side quest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, should we talk about the playoffs? We can talk about some playoffs. You ready to move on to that? We can talk about playoffs, yeah. What did you guys think of the draw? I thought it was the best... It could have been. I, I don't mind it. I mean, to be perfectly honest, getting a top two seed and and knowing that if we take care of business, we've got home field all the way until a championship game. That's your dream. That's what you're playing for every year. So even if we get a rematch with the Cats in the semifinals, it's at home. It's going to be in Missoula. You know? If NDSU goes through that bracket, which feels likely to me, it's at home. You mm-hmm. know, we get them at home. Exactly. So we're going to face the winner of Delaware and Lafayette. Yeah. I think Lafayette won the Patriot. Yep. But Delaware might have lost two QBs there. Did last lose game. one for sure. Lost another person to season ending oh. injury. Their other quarterback might, like, they're saying they, his starter, the starter might be able to come back for Lafayette. So, you know, probably pretty likely yeah. he comes back for us. But. Okay. And then. Opposite side us in that Furman's the seventh seed who had an embarrassing what, loss. They, I completely wrote them off. Like they're a joke. Yeah, and they can't lose to Wofford. <clears throat> and they're well, gonna... apparently their QB was hurt, but they haven't. There's nothing impressive about them anyway, in my opinion. No. So no. is their QB so good that they that they became a two and eight team yesterday without him? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do you lose to a two and eight team in the last game of the season when you have possibly home field advantage on the line? It's yeah. yeah. Says a lot about your team. It does. And who does Wofford or who does uh, Furman play? They're going to play a winner of Chattanooga versus Austin P. Chattanooga. Chattanooga is, I think, was kind of the one. They're probably the last team that got in. Because that was one of the ones where there was like a team like Western Carolina or something that had beat them and had the same record. Kind of like the whole Sac State 
UC Davis. Sac and Davis thing. Yeah. Yep. And then the other side that we're on, right? <clears throat> Sac plays North Dakota. Winner goes to South Dakota. Drake apparently is beating North Dakota State. And we'll go play. Heard it here first. James picked North Dakota State. Let's be careful here. <laughs> I thought he said, he said Drake. Drake. Oh, are you trying to? This is revision. No, he didn't say Drake. He said Drake's going to have. He's going to make it a good game. But he he said NDSU's going to go through. Should we write these down? Well, we've got tape. We'll listen okay. to it. Okay. I thought he said Drake. That's yeah. No, I don't think so. Maybe because he's familiar with the rapper. <laughs> Scary Hours Three did come out this week, so. Of course. <laughs> I don't have anything to add to that. Is that his new album? Uh, it's the it's a, a deluxe of an album he released a couple oh. weeks back that got bad reviews. So basically, we get either Delaware or Lafayette. Yep. And if we take your business, we get Furman or Chattanooga, Chattanooga or Austin P. Austin P is the most interesting team of those three in my mind. Yeah, they won the OVC Big South, whatever that like combo league. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <clears throat> I could see them if Furman doesn't have their quarterback back in two weeks. It's, it could be a likely situation that if Chris handled business against Lafayette or Delaware, that we can see Austin P instead of Furman. I kind of want Furman because isn't that where Justin Roper is? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, they all come from incredibly weak conferences. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. so then opposite side. Uh, <clears throat> Cats will play NDSU. Yeah. Whoever wins that goes to South Dakota, assuming South Dakota wins their first game against... Sac or North Dakota. Sac or North Dakota. And what, South Dakota already beat NDSU? No, lost to NDSU. Lost to NDSU. But that was... No, that was at South Dakota also. Yeah. Boy, I just... it, it. I think the most interesting game. I think whoever wins the the NDSU Montana State game is going to be in Missoula for the semifinal. A lot of people are saying South Dakota has been. I mean, they've been playing good football of late. And but did they? Did South Dakota lose to North Dakota State or South Dakota State? They lost South Dakota State. They lost lost South Dakota State to North Dakota State. To North Dakota State and South Dakota State. Okay. Yeah, they got you got okay. You got to pull it. Okay. South Dakota State. So they've got two. They beat North Dakota State. South Dakota beat them twenty-four nineteen. I was gonna say. Oh shoot! I'm looking at North Dakota State's roster. There was so okay. South Dakota. I thought I was looking at South Dakota's. Website. South Dakota's yeah. one loss. They lost, they lost I was gonna say. How did they yeah, get right. to get the four seed with two losses? They, no. Well, their two losses are like South two Dakota FCS State losses. and Missouri. Yeah, they lost yeah. to Missouri. Yeah. We'll, we'll allow it. So, but they beat North Dakota, fourteen ten. They beat Southern Illinois, also playoff team, fourteen seven. And Youngstown State, another playoff team, 34-31. So they played five playoff teams this year. Because they played NDSU, Youngstown, SDSU, Southern Illinois, North Dakota. All right. I don't know. I feel good about things. I I like our draw. I'm glad that Idaho's on the other side, even though I think we can beat them again. I already priced out flights and tickets. (laughs) It stresses me out. I'm a little bit superstitious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going if we make it. Like, yeah. yeah, we got it. Yeah. Right. James asked saying. me during the game, he's like, if we go to if we go to championship, <laughs> are we going? Yes. Can <laughs> we find a bar and do a live pod if we're all there? I mean, yes. it seems like something yeah, we can figure gonna out. There's going to be a bar somewhere yeah, in mean, Dallas yeah. metropolitan area. Yeah. Will they allow are us there to bars just set up? <laughs> Will they allow us to just Can we use Joe Rogan's up? podcast? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that I mean, that would be incredible. I've never been to a championship game. Me neither. So. I didn't go to Chattanooga. No, I've been. I went to watch us lose to Richmond in the rain. Um, fun. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I think Chattanooga would be a better town to be in. For Chattanooga is sweet. I think Chattanooga is a great spot for it. Yeah. How long does Frisco have this? Uh, I think they've got at least a few more years, but I think with this year's game, they'll become it'll be the the most title games ever played in one place would be Frisco. So I don't know that they're leaving anytime soon. That's January seventh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be in Denver till January third. And I'm like, do I fly back to Missoula just to fly down to Frisco, or do I just go from Denver? Like, just I mean, the flight from Denver, Denver is going to be a lot cheaper, right? Yeah, that's I what I was think thinking. So. And my buddy Thad lives in Dallas. He said, oh. he said the um, stadium in Frisco is like 30 minutes away from his house. Oh, there you go. That's a good spot. Oh, wow. That's nice. And his parents are the ones that you sat by. Or no, Brent Sapphire. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, his other game. Oh, his cool. Parents. Nice. Yeah. <sighs> See? God, Every, this needs to happen. Everything goes through Luke. But I'm superstitious, <laughs> so let's just, you know. Not talk about take it. One, game at, one game at a time. Were you surprised okay. the Cats got the sixth seed? No, I was not no. surprised they got seeded. And I think that just looking at the way they wanted the brackets to play out. <clears throat> I mean, I think the Cats are probably better than Villanova. Like... I was hoping that they would be on the opposite side from us. Just not because, I mean, you respect an opponent as good as the Cats. I'm not. We're not afraid of the Cats by any stretch, but I think they're good enough to beat South Dakota State again. You know, like I think they're good enough to go to the national championship. I would like to see them for Cat Grizz too in the Natty. Not in insane. The, not for the semis. Could you like those people in Texas would be just horrified? <laughs> <laughs> all these rednecks from Montana down oh here drinking God. all of our beer. What, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so fun. Yeah, it would be. That would be incredible. But also, if it happens in the semis, it's going to be pretty damn fun too. Yeah, yeah. It better be a night game. I was surprised I got the six until I read uh, what Schmidt wrote on Twitter. That made a lot of sense. Like know, you said, right? just about like the seeding and the future matchups, and uh, that that made a lot more sense to me yeah. than making them the seven or eight, um, and making them play South Dakota State in the second round. Like that doesn't, or the 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 quarterfinals. Yeah, like that just seems like such a punishment for South Dakota State. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Which making them we... play South Dakota maybe or North Dakota State seems a lot more like fair and. Creates a more interesting playoff. It does. I think. Yep. <clears throat> this will stack up. I mean, you're stacking up a couple like major follows within the FCS as well, too, right? I yeah. mean, NDSU versus Montana State, and then <clears throat> be it Cats or NDSU versus South Dakota, those are going to pull a big draw, right? Grizz will for sure. Um, yeah, Idaho's bracket is oddly it like i think it's super easy i think idaho gets to the semis as well too you think idaho beats southern illinois yeah i don't believe it's southern illinois okay they've just had like <clears throat> weird well, I mean, games Idaho's get two home games right what's that they get two home games they do because mm-hmm. yeah. then <clears throat> they'll, they'll face probably albany or or richmond who yeah. i think had played before i can't remember so yeah both caa teams though so yeah james did you pick drake or north dakota state NDSU. Okay, we got it. 
Okay. We we already had it. Um, I still can't believe Davis got left out. Man. So, but this is this thing every year where it's like we get like I. And I'm a big, I fall into this too because you want to say like head to head is everything. And in a lot of ways, like when you're picking seeds and things like that, head to head probably should be a lot of it. But when you're getting down to like the last in and the last out and they're like looking at a pile of seven and four teams, it's tough to just do head to head because what happens is, you know, it's like, it's like the, the board with a million red pieces of yarn going every, every which direction. Cause it's like, You say, oh, UC Davis gets in because they've got this head-to-head with Sac State. So they replace Sac State. But then you got to look at all the other bubble teams and be like, well, so how do we justify UC Davis above all these other bubble teams? And it kind of keeps going round and round. So Sac State, with a win over Stanford, an FBS win, it probably is easier to justify them in the whole 7-4 and four pile than a lot of the other teams. And I think that's probably just what happened. If you, like, if you look at the, the end of their season, though, Sac State loses three of five. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, if they hadn't Davis, gotten in, I wouldn't Davis, have... Davis wins four of five. Also, Sac is melting down right now. Yeah. Like, I, I hate to say it because Andy Thompson's a grizz, right? But, like, it feels like their team has got, like, so much internal, like, strife right yeah, did now. they fight each other when they were here <laughs> right like yeah they wait to the locker room it was like where everyone could see him mm, i just you know i think uc davis might be more stable ship yeah and I, I think what you look at davis though they lost to eastern washington and they lost to northern arizona true, <clears throat> true. So, Northern so, Arizona went five and three in the Big Sky Conference. Yeah. That I mean, for all the haters, that is not a terrible right. loss. And so, Sac State, it's kind of funny. Um, right there, they beat Nichols, and Nichols is in the playoffs as a conference champion. Uh, but that, so their losses, you know, are to teams that are frankly just better than them. It kind of feels like last year's Grizz team. Whereas, like, we didn't lose to anyone we shouldn't have lost to. Yeah. Um, you know, Idaho, Cats, Grizz, Davis. That's that's the kind of trickier one. And the head-to-head being right at the end of the end of the season. But um, the Stanford win, playoff committee loves a play-up win. So, yeah. It, yeah, I think you can make arguments either way. You can make arguments either way. I think yeah. just Davis with two bad losses. Um, but could you look at other teams that were in the – that got in? And say that Davis has a better resume than them, probably like other at large. I don't know who they would be, but I saw a conspiracy theory out there, Chattanooga. I said I was just going to look up Chattanooga. That UC like Sac State pulls more fans. This was a money calculation. That who Sac uh, State pulls more fans than UC Davis. Whoa! Just lost my voice there again. <laughs> I just squeaked like a dog toy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that it was essentially the FC or the the committee being like, well, we'll get a better fan draw, ticket sales, like viewership. But Sac State is on the road. Yeah. Who? Who's Sac State playing in? North Dakota. North Dakota. North Dakota. <laughs> Who definitely does bring in? Who botched their bid last year? Was it North Dakota? Idaho. Idaho botched their bid. Yeah. They forgot how to write a check because nobody writes checks anymore. 
<laughs> the payer? Uh, I don't understand this. Uh, Chattanooga lost to North Alabama, Western Carolina, who did not get not in. in the playoffs. They beat Mercer, who got in. They lost to Furman, and then they got trucked by Alabama. Yeah, that Alabama team. I mean, the Cats could beat them, but not, <laughs> not Chattanooga. <laughs> Mike, do you want to share with the group what you were just showing me? So, I just something just popped in my Twitter feed. Apparently, Marcus Knight is still playing college football. Yeah. Yeah. For Tennessee Tech. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. He scored like three touchdowns in a game earlier this year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's okay. I take our running backs. I well, I mean, it's just it's just fascinating because it's like, you know, he obviously got hurt and and whatever, but it's always it's such a lesson in college football just moves so fast that it's like, he's, this guy's doing his senior year somewhere else, and look at our running back room. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so he went college football, college lacrosse, back to college football. Yeah, but wow. it was like. College lacrosse, it's on like the team. It's like club. club. Yeah. It's club yeah. lacrosse. Yeah. So Marcus Knight is their leading rusher. How much? Five hundred nine yards, six touchdowns, averaging fifty six a game. What's yards per carry? Four point three. Good for Marcus okay. Knight. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. It, is and Tennessee Tech, Ohio Valley? It's in that combination conference. OVC and they were two and four. And conference on four and seven. Pre-injury night had how many touchdowns for us? They had like 21. 21 touchdowns? They only scored eight. Oh, my God. That guy was a a workhorse. Yeah. He was so good. A little lesson in how fast things. Yeah. Um, Anything else in the playoffs? Because I feel like there's a million questions, and we are two hours into this pod. So all right. We should probably uh, (laughs) (laughs) my next beer. (laughs) For the question section. I'm going to bet a lot of these questions are things we've already touched on. But um, start on Twitter. Ben Weinman is wondering why we did not, why fans did not storm the field after the game. Um, they can't. And said every time the Cats win the brawl, they storm the field. And then he said, uh, you know, what course am I going to play? That's going to be for a quick nine that's open on December second, ninth and sixteenth. I've been I've been waiting <laughs> to talk about this. I bit my tongue to nine different people yesterday. One of the things that just pisses me off about when the Bobcats win in their stadium is their students just flood the field. And their student section is right over the the, the tunnel where the visitors walk out. Right. And every year, it is a like near catastrophe. I've talked about this every year. Yeah, something bad is going to happen. Yes. Like their stadium is poorly designed for crowd security. And they, I, my observation is they don't seem to care. No, they don't care. And Ben, I was, th- I was thinking the whole time, I was like, if I was 21 right now, I would, I would jump out of this, like into the field, beat the cats to their tunnel just to give them the double birds <laughs> and flip them off. You know, like, I was I was thinking like I wonder if I could angle down to the field and do this, but I'm like I'm way too old for this shit. Like I was, I really have uh, have thoughts about the way fans enter the stadium, 
after the game. And we announce, you know, please remain off the field for 10 minutes. They put 10 minutes on the clock. They don't even start it right away. And they can. there's really control four entrances. On the sides, you can crawl over the fences and drop down if you wanted to. If you're in the north end zone. In the north end zone, the south end zone, you're not. You're breaking the leg. You're breaking the leg if you do it. I had an aunt who jumped off there and broke her wrist. See? Like 20 years ago. But I kind of wish the students would be less respectful of that rule. They're on the opposite side of the field. Yeah. Yeah. From where MSU comes in. So it's not going to be a big deal. That's a good point. Okay, uh, Rice Bidwell is wondering if we had any insight as to how the defense prepared for the cat running game, who they use for the scout team, simulate quarterbacks. I just saw that question a few minutes ago, and I texted somebody to ask, and I haven't heard back. So if, okay. if somebody gets back to me during the pod, I will uh, let you know. But. Okay. Um, let's see. Parlay, feelings on South Dakota. Um, or do you think – what on earth? I'm not there yet. I mean, like, yeah. uh, we got to take this game at a time. Yeah. I think the – okay, I don't know. Yeah. My feelings are bring him into the stadium. I, I think probably yeah. bring, bring him, him in. in. Bring him in. <laughs> uh, okay, and then that's the next question. Chris Dan, who would you rather have, USD or NDSU? I think USD. I would. Yeah. I just think – I just – I mean, I know North Dakota State is kind of – you know, not been this uh, what they have been, but they still have such a legacy of winning in the playoffs. That is true to who they are. Yeah, like USD is new to that. Yep. So yeah, agree. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, there are guys on their that roster that you know have played in national championship right. games. So right. like that is not something that is for nothing. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Taylor Kallenberg. <clears throat> Uh, brought this up the end of October. We've kind of touched on this a few times, but just uh, without coaching this team to a Big Sky title, where does this rank among his best years of coaching? So it was interesting because, like, I and a handful of Taylor was asked, I was at, I heard people ask this of players from his first era, and they were a little bit more like, eh. Um, yeah. It's not the automatic answer, number one. My answer to it is from, like, the standpoint of where expectations were entering the season compared to what they are. Right. It's got to be up there. And where they were at one point in the yeah. season. Going into... Going into 08, 09... Like, were... Were we picked to be dominant that year? We I were, so. right? Yeah, I think we were picked to win the, win the conference both years. Yeah, this seems like the biggest... Travel right from where we thought we would be to yeah, where yeah. we're at. I agree. Um, I have a hot take from that I really am appropriating from a friend who doesn't think Bobby's earned a three year extension. Bobby doesn't want to sign it anyways, so that's that's probably true. <laughs> that's probably true. But if you look at like like let's say this is an anomaly. Let's say uh, the staff got lucky. I mean, they, they have new coordinators everywhere, right? Like this whole Clifton experiment just happened to go in our favor, right? Like he goes, let, let's say you sign him to a three-year extension and, you know, it's essentially 500 football for the next three years. 
how do you justify that as an AD, giving a three-year contract to a guy who had five kind of mediocre years, one anomaly year, followed by three more mediocre yeah, years? Yeah, like, he goes, this is the anomaly. He hasn't proven this is, this, this is sustained success yet in his second tier. And I don't know if I believe that. That's just my one of my buddy's thoughts on the matter. Um I think Bobby gets to call shots personally, but it's a sexy, maybe unpopular view on the situation. I think last year is the anomaly. And I think the two previous years, I wouldn't necessarily call them mediocre. They got to the quarterfinals, which is not exactly, you know, where you want to get, but for where this program was for the five years before that, it was acceptable. And of his... I mean, how many years has he been a coach at Montana? Overall, 14? Something like that. Last year was the only one that never got better throughout the season. Mm. Every other one, I think you can make the argument that they continually got better and better. This one probably jumped higher than previous. but like, Really fast, yeah. yeah. You got that. That's where I would be like. That's Last year was That's where I would say like he earned it. I also think we were really set up to be very good in the COVID year. Yeah, I yeah. think that was our year. You know, like, we had Torre at that time. He was on board to return. Like, you saw what that guy did. We had a Cam. We had a, a, Cam. a, a, a Marcus Knight that was yeah. healthy, right? With, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And, but anyway, kind of a weird take, but unpopular opinion. Thank you, uh, <laughs> Colin Clark. Reached <laughs> <laughs> out in people. So... Damn. Um, my uh, somebody else put a question in here, and uh, they want to know if uh, uh, Luke Alfred's just a low key quality Twitter follow. And my answer to that is just yes. Very, very low key. Very low key, but sometimes, sometimes when it gets out there, it just hits. I'm a lurker. A great tweet today. A great tweet today, great. <laughs> and it hits some nerves too. Yeah, just really nice. <laughs> I'm not going to... I'm not... The meltdown in Missoula. I'm not going to tweet unless I like it. I don't tweet often. <laughs> you ruminate on your tweets. You really... Yeah. You, mull, you mull it over. Uh, Is that why you went home last night to look at Twitter to just kind of think... Just a like, right. contemplative state. <laughs> uh, Thark's asking, uh, who had the best defensive play? He'd say Governor's hit on that second and one. And then which offensive drive was better, opening drive or response to the touchdown in the third quarter? I I think the opening drive was. I feel like the opening drive just set the tone. Yeah. The the drive in the third quarter just shut the door. It was like, look. It just stole any hope away yeah. from them that they're going to be able this to. This isn't a fluke. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Defensive play, I, I don't know. I, I would lean to that hit of Gubbs. I think Riley Wilson's big tackle for the loss um, that pushed them further out of field goal range, kept them off the board, was another big play. But yeah. Governor stands out. Yeah. There was another play on like a third down where they tried to run like Malat out to the left. And uh, I think Hill and Fouch just set the edge so hard that he had to come back inside. Oh yeah, and it stopped him, and then they had to go for it on fourth down, and they tried to throw it to their their tight end up the seam, like on a little go route, and we got the ball back. And yeah, I think we scored, kicked a field goal. That was I thought that was a 
really well designed, like and executed yep. defensive play. I was gonna say I can't understate how impactful Gub is. Like on the Gradney interception, mm-hmm. the whole thing's set up because Gub busts through and forces <laughs> yeah. Malad yeah. to stop on a dime, spin the other way towards the grid sideline, and you know try to force the throw. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Gub to is watch f- him move at that size, doing that, that was a, chase this guy down. Yeah, that was incredible. All right, um, Bridger is wondering McDowell for Big Sky offensive MVP, Governor defensive MVP, Gilman newcomer freshman, Hout coach of the year. I mean, Hout should be coach of the year. I think Chambers is. I don't. I mean, I don't think there's any way McDowell's offensive MVP just doesn't no. have the stats to do it. But he could get newcomer. He could get he newcomer transfer, of the year, but I think he will. And I think Eli Gilman should be freshman of the year. Mm-hmm. Eli Gilman should be a freshman here in the whole country. It's the, and it's the big sky. So but whatever's going to happen is like governor. Or like Eli will get freshman of the year, but he'll share it with the long snapper for Cal Poly or some shit like that, you know, <laughs> or something along those lines. It'll be like something that won't make any sense at all. But, you know, it was yeah. both infuriating and you took a little solace in the fact that the uh, – uh, Soccer coach had the same type of frustration with the Big Sky Conference. Yeah, uh, right. End of year picks for their teams too. It's like, clearly, this system is broken. I bumped into him at the wine festival. He has not forgotten about the uh, challenge for when the bubble gets done. So <laughs> he's looking forward to seeing all of us. There. I actually brought this up to a player, and I was like, "How how long do you think your goalie could stop kicks from oh. men paying?" I was like. 50 bucks an attempt. Like, we could get, <laughs> we could probably get hundreds of people out trying to kick goals for a fundraiser, you know, 50 bucks an attempt. And she was like, she could do it all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do you think we'd score? And, and she said, like, well, you're supposed to make penalty kicks. Like, it's a really easy shot to make. And I was like, yeah, but we're talking about middle-aged men who, like, <laughs> like aren't in their sock peak and maybe even in their peak. <laughs> Wouldn't be good. And she's like, I don't know. Maybe you make four out of ten shots. And I was like, oh. That's 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 hurtful. <laughs> but I think we should do this. I think it'd be a great fundraiser. It would be. It'd be awesome. All right, Curtis Wallace was wondering how much fun I had on Twitter last night. I had a lot of fun. I too had fun with your Twitter. <laughs> um, it's always enjoyable. But it's one of my favorite highlights of this year. Actually, is uh, you can tell when Brent's a little bit lubed up and making sure <laughs> that people who said stupid stuff hear about it. I'd like to look through your bookmarks. I also would like to see like, whoever, whatever cat fan was bookmarking every tweet from the Grizz fan pod last week. Boy, that's a shame. Thanks for following. Yeah, thanks for following. <laughs> Brent is the receipt king. Thanks oh, for helping yeah. our algorithm. That was it. Was like with five minutes to go in the game. I was like, I I tweeted a, a gif of you know someone like I got the receipts. And I was like, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Uh, Johnny Claxton said, did anyone else get all giddy when they saw the all the southern and eastern teams in our quarter of the brackets? Very. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, though, I mean, southern and eastern teams, yeah, they got to travel. They don't play in the cold. Um, 
Coastal Carolina didn't play in the cold and it didn't bother them. So, I mean, sometimes it doesn't matter. But a lot of times, yeah. So, uh, Brandon Fur uh, Boots with the Fur, asking about the band stuff. So, we uh, touched on that already. Uh, Tater Sloan, can't be more proud of our guys. The resolve they showed to rally around each other. And Cliff has been a, an impressive, disrespected by the rest of the Big Sky and FCS and silenced every single one of them. We took all the smoke in stride, and now it's our turn. Yeah. Adam Clinch wants to know where we, he can find the Candy Ash shirts. There's probably... I guess there's a bootleg version. There's a bootleg, bootleg version out there. There's a bootleg of the bootleg. But now I'm really worried because I'm pretty sure that I bought the Clifton shirt from the same website. And then Cliff's got a tweet tonight that says the shirts will be available later in the week. Yeah, so you got, you hope got I didn't it. just give my American Express number to a scammer. You did. You did. <sighs> you definitely did. Uh, yeah, cancel that card. <laughs> I got notices on it. We'll be fine. Uh, Matt Colby's wondering who you would who on this roster would you give most improved player to? Cliff. Cliff. Um, yeah. I I might say Cannon Penfloff. He started yesterday, but and you didn't know that there was a new guy at guard. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now he's been playing regularly since the NAU game, but a guard or a tackle a bunch. Yeah, most improved. Yeah, it's got to be Cliff, right? I mean, remember the where? first like from the where? Utah Tech game was weird, but then there was the Idaho State game where like this guy can't. It doesn't look like he goes through his progressions. It's an like, and now he's... Now I have complete confidence. Yeah. Like, I'm buying... I'm buying... Thousands of acres on Clifton McDowell Island. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, bu- I'm building a home. <laughs> uh, weekly tweets, uh, just uh, Casey Oman uh, with you. Just how much more dangerous would this offense be if we had Cole Grossman? It'd be interesting to see how it changes, though. Yeah. Because the way the- they use a tight end... I think they would use them differently. So it, yeah. would, it would add in an element that I don't think it's just like plugging in a video game player. That's a good point. Yeah. And to be a tight end in this offense, you got to block a whole bunch too. Yeah. Right. Not saying that Cole can't, but uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Southwest AK Grizz has flight home to Alaska tomorrow. So we'll make sure we get this pod up and early so you can listen on the flight. Amanda Wheeler is saying uh, they wish you could watch this po- uh, the broadcast live. I'd love nothing more than try to listen to you guys while watching the Broncos game tonight. Man, we and so, someday we'll figure this out. Yes. But it's just you know, it's like we do this for free, and just the effort goes further than that. But yeah. we, we we signed up for a streamer account once, and I can apparently <laughs> stream to YouTube, which we set up. But that's as you, far as we you do not want to see us tonight. We put no effort yeah, into our logos. <laughs> Kyle and I like our. <laughs> I look like, like I got hit with a bag of potatoes. <laughs> Drinking tea. <Yeah>. Luke always <laughs> looks good. So. Oh, you guys making me. He's got a nice alfalfa thing going on. He's <laughs> making me blush. <laughs> uh, Derek Schoen was pointing out the thing about Eli Gilman's uh, performance running the ball, breaking tackles, uh, kind of like we touched on before, just how um, you, if you looked at the stat line, you'd think he had a bad day, but you'd you know, go back and watch the actual plays, and the effort he was putting in was um, – Pretty great. Uh, Zachary Lord says, first play from scrimmage, a cat player hits Gilman and started walking away thinking he got the tackle to realize Gilman was still running. Um, kind of so, high. That's the epitome of their day. Yeah, like, was, yeah it is. Uh, Kyle Dyro, just how good is Governor in the backfield all day long, disrupting plays, incredible athlete. Um, 
Yeah, Thork then asked him as well about the bubble. If you were there at the game yesterday, they don't even look like they're anywhere close to that bubble being ready. They got the walls, the concrete walls built. Uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a next It's going to be next thing. fall. Yeah, I won't use it next winter. Um, so Erkwitz says, does home field mean more in the brawl than it ever has? The last four meetings, the home team has wanted to blow out fashion every game. I mean, it certainly feels like it yeah, right now. Yeah. Uh, Zachary Lord, what percentage of the state of Montana watched or listened to the game? That'd be fascinating to know. I would, I would love to know that. I mean, it, I feel like it's pretty high because, like, this is the one game where you, you – and I know social media is not, like, the end-all be-all, but you'll see people on social media who never comment about sports talking about going to watch this game or th- doing things like that. So it's clearly a high number. Yeah. I think, too, in small towns, too. Yeah. Like small, small towns? Small towns, like, they, they, they'll go to the bar. Like, my mom always goes to uh, Sheridan, Montana, and watches it with, like, family members. And, like, it's everybody. That bar is packed with yep. people. And the Montana expats all around the country watching it at those satellite parties is pretty cool, too. That's right. Mm-hmm. Carl Grizz fan is wondering if I was on the dance floor at Stocks. I was not. I was at the park. Well, th- there was no dance floor at Stocks on Friday night. That was weird to see. I didn't make Friday it that far night. over. I was just right at the What do you mean there's, there's no dance floor? There's tables now because Dobies. So there's these tables against the sides. So dance floor's gone. And there was no music. There was no, there was no DJ. So the, where the dance floor is, people were just like standing. Was there a dance around. last night there, Brent? Did they clear the tables? I didn't get that far Eventually? into it. <laughs> I literally... The tables are like built into the wall, I think. Huh. When I was there, it was one in the morning. I was in the door, and I was right at the corner of the bar, and that's as far as there I got as I got because it was was just crushed people the rest of the way. It was Tiesto. Um, (laughs) Anthony Stack has pointed out the trophy Mm. that Idaho (laughs) on Idaho State because King Spud's the unofficial, right? It's a Mr. Potato Head on top of a wooden block. I kind of like it. Is it the, like a it's like it's making fun of college trophies? <laughs> I don't know. I was in Boise for a New Year's Eve once, and they have like a giant crane that lowers a humongous potato. <laughs> like instead of like the ball dropping in in like Times Square, they drop. Like a, I mean, I'm not say giant. I mean, like twenty foot long, like eight foot wide potato. They drop it ceremoniously with a countdown. They really did that. They lean into the potatoes in that state. Uh, Caden's asking us now. uh, Now that the regular season is over, outside of. The rivalry win. What was each of your favorite moments from the season? Hmm. Yeah, it's a good question. It's a Idaho. good question. I had a great time in Idaho. That's right. You were at that game. Yeah, right. I had a great time. There. I actually, I mean, I would say those back-to-back road wins over ranked teams, like because it just it changed the outlook. Absolutely. Whereas, like, you start to feel like, man, you know, we just we just teams on the road like what the hell like yeah right the guys haven't been ranked teams on the road for a while now yeah like yeah. Uh, actually 
like to- I like talking with you late at night after they beat Sacramento State when I called you from LA. That's right. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> like, what the hell? That's so great. <laughs> Tell me everything. I was, <laughs> I was really excited to get Brent's report. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, those road games, I think the Sac State game was pretty fun, too, just because, again, we were at a point where a lot of national uh, pundits still didn't think the Grizz were for real. And then um, my dumb luck of tweeting about black jerseys when, in fact, they had planned it the whole way anyways. And uh, I'll start tweeting now about the black jerseys. We (laughs) have another night game. (laughs) We do have another night game. So, um, yeah, that Sac was a pretty fun one, too, just because we just beat the hell out of those guys. And it was it was a fun night there. Man, that was a fun night. It, yeah. I mean, it it was because I think that's where you know you talk about the those road wins back to back, and then we beat Northern Colorado, but beating SAC, it was like you you realize like, hey, it actually it doesn't matter. Like this team, they took back the narrative. They are going to the playoffs. Yeah. Like it's going to be okay. Um. Honestly, the Ferris State game was also a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like for as weird as that game was, and whatever that the stadium, it's funny. It was it was electric. The Ferris State game was fun, but it feels like that game was like three years ago. Yeah, it does. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Luke, what was your favorite? Yeah, Luke. To me, it's the journey, not the you know destination. Of course. I just think how my conception of this team has turned week by week. It's, I don't have a moment. Um, you know, the Idaho game was a big shocker, of course. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, we beat them on the road. That's amazing. Yeah. But it feels like every week to to sense the momentum growing behind the squad and to watch them, you know, playing better and better. It's like every new week is the next best moment yeah. Yeah. for me. So... Yeah, it's hard to say just one thing. I like that. Um, Jordan Whitmire is wondering if they're going to wear black jerseys. We'll see. I, I kind of I, hope they do, but I don't want to wear black jerseys every single night game. Yeah, I don't want it to be this thing. Yeah, I'm with you. I, yeah, I like they were auctioning off then, but they were auctioning off a black jersey at the wine festival. Probably not actually. What number? Jack thirty-seven. Oh, yeah. So probably not actually Jack Harrow's, but. I would assume when they or put the jersey order in, they probably got some extras. But yeah, um, Jordan also goes on to just talk more about Governor <laughs> and how great he is. Uh, Silver Tip Nation, twenty twenty one was fun, but this actually felt like the more dominant performance with infinitely higher stakes. My question is, how do I know I didn't hit my head? Raging after the NAU game, slipping into a coma, and everything that has happened <laughs> since is just psychotic coma euphoria. <laughs> Solipsism, man. We don't know. <laughs> we just don't know. Joe McCaffrey's wondering who taught me to use hashtags. I know how to use hashtags, buddy. Don't worry about this. Um, Tom Kuglin, is it time for a stadium expansion? If you're going to expand the stadium, how would you do no. it? Oh, the tickets might sell, but the people don't always show up, so I don't know. Sport, attendance in sporting games are going down nationally, right? We've we've yeah. talked about this before. The, the two things that I would prioritize in the stadium, first and foremost, infrastructure. Better bathrooms, better concession facilities, all of that. Gates for people getting in and out. It's just like... Yeah. For the amount that the stadium is growing, it doesn't feel like the infrastructure of the stadium is growing mm-hmm. at the same good path. path. So that would be number one. Number two would be 
I do boxes in the press box on the west side. Um, maybe you add another level of boxes and gain more capacity that way, but I think that that's where money-making potential for the football program yeah. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do want to note I timed myself getting into the stadium. Yeah. Six minutes. Yeah, I got it okay. It really wasn't bad this time. What's well interesting done, is like, We've had a lot of people say it wasn't bad. Mine wasn't bad either. And then we've had a few people say it was terrible, so I don't know. <clears throat> I wonder if it's Maybe those people have low patience. Yeah. That, that The newer north entrance is just a mess. I wonder if that if it's just that north side that's... I would because you just have to crush people coming in from the tailgates to that yeah. spot. Well, I feel like if they started like signage and stuff further out... Yeah. But they really can't do it out into the road because the band marches down and stuff like that. Oh. Yep. Uh, Give me enough time to drink a beer and I do that. <laughs> that's so. great. Yeah. We had a full bar at my tailgate, um, courtesy of uh, Man Mortgage. And so I had time to drink my rum and Coke while I was <clears throat> waiting to get in the line. But got through it quick. Uh, Turkey Tom 406 is wondering how important it was. Do we feel it was for first-year athletes to be able to get on the field yesterday and be a part of the rivalry? Um, if you're asking, do I think the snaps that a yacht took are very important for his future as a four-year starter for this program? Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, that was a question, yeah. right? I, I, that's I, what I heard. That, that's what I'm hearing, too. <laughs> Uh, Remy Montana says it feels like the switch to P's has led to the largest development in a quarterback over a season in a very long time. It, is it development or is it is it game planning? Mm. I mean he I mean he threw some darts yesterday, so maybe Well it's but, gotta be some level of development because I think he's this is gonna be the best stretch of his entire college career, right? I don't know much yeah. about his, his playing time prior to coming here, but he's bounced around. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely game planning too. Like Luke was, or like Brent was saying, like you know, he's, they're they're calling games that fit what he does. Well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the throws they scheme are, you know, yeah. Uh, multiple questions. Zachary Lord and both Lane Norberg are wondering about a Grizz Cat rematch, and would it be a brawl in the wild? Is the trophy on the line? Why would the trophy not be on the line? It's a it's a game between the two teams. I don't care. The NCA would say no. Really? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, they hate fun. And then they'd suspend they fun. They'd suspend <laughs> and then they'd su- suspend Rob Ash. Yeah. <laughs> Just because. So you're saying that if we if we play Cat Chris two and lose, the trophy will not return home. Will return to Bozeman. I don't know. I don't think it does. I don't think it's a piece of the series because it's a postseason thing. But it would be part of the forever record. It'd be part of the all-time record. Yeah. I mean, times they faced each other. Yeah. Is this an opportunity to make a new trophy? For yeah, the I was just gonna say this opportunity to throw that thing off the walking bridge. <laughs> somebody, somebody might tear a labrum or something. <laughs> Three hundred five pounds. I, right? I felt so bad for those guys holding it like this. Walking. <laughs> I know they're super strong, but I was like. Guys, your wrists might break. Those, that tro- <laughs> trophy is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, okay. Kathy's wondering how they count attendance. Ticket sales. Ticket right? sales. Online sales not scanned. Uh, Jordan Donnelly, uh, is Eli Gilman the best running back for the Grizz we've had since Chase Reynolds? I think it's too early to say, but I think he's got the potential to be that guy. But like we just said, 
you gotta be careful. Like running back's a hard position to play, and guys burn out. Yeah. Um. Jacob Powell's wondering if there, there's chances to see Cole Grossman return. I don't know. Not um, the playoffs, but next year. Yeah. Sounds um, like he's excited, and we're excited to have him. <laughs> uh, no question, but Jeff Jeff uh, Litvin is just saying he, he's loving the play calling. Artemis Buckshank is looking at December 15th, Very much Friday night. Name. <laughs> Very much. Um, <laughs> uh, December 15th, Friday night, Missoula, Montana, snowy, Bozeman at UM. How many fans would have to leave that game early due to cardiac arrest? I think we'll be fine. Um, Clayton Grant says, Luke, good to see you again. Uh, good Too to bad see we that didn't guy. meet downtown to sing Reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> How are we feeling about thumping some Lafayette leopard ass? <laughs> um, and then Terrence says, uh, how much more money does, has Bobby made himself by waiting to do an extension? Or do you think he may retire at the top at the end of the season? I don't think he's retiring. He's not retiring. I have no idea what he's going to do. But if his thing was to bet on himself... Man, did he play that out well. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. That's Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, so in some ways, many ways, so Bobby, our, our, well, Kyle, you've seen, I mean, we've seen these coaching contracts, right? They are, about 50% of them are incentive-based. Yeah, a ton of it. Yeah. And so winning the conference, winning coach of the year, getting a seed, those are all incentives. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, that game, yes, and beat the Cats. Mm-hmm. I mean. Well, and there's different levels of, like, uh, the incentives within the playoffs, too. Yeah. If and I so remember right. I wouldn't be surprised if that win yesterday earned him 50. 50? Yeah. Yeah. And the assistant coaches, too. Like, the way he structures those, the assistants have bonuses come their way as well. Okay, uh, over on the E-Grizz, we didn't have too much there. Uh, Grizz Turd is wondering about getting Andrew Schmidt back, see if he'd eat a little crow. Working on it. Stay tuned. If you follow him on Twitter, you know he's got some ideas. Yeah. Um, SoCal Surfer is asking some stuff about playoffs we kind of touched on, but uh, is wondering how far we think the Grizz can go. They can win it. If they play like they did yesterday, they'll beat anyone. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Someone pointed out, and I think we'd already said this, the Bobcat figurines and the urinals. Did you guys see those? Did you hear about I don't this? know. We talked about it on the pod. Oh, oh no, that's right. I have, but I, I, but I noticed took a picture. It. Of so, so this is a dinner. My yeah. So in the porta potties, and then in, in many in of the, the bathrooms in the stadium. Yeah. If you go take a piss in the urinal, there's little bobcat figurines in it. I didn't. I didn't even. I took a picture in the moment, and I thought it was weird because it looked like I was taking a dick pic. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but here, I'll look, look here. Oh, I was like, the one in the urinal by the north end zone was a blue bobcat, and uh, I just like somebody put a lot of thought into that because like they had to sneak in those through security somehow. Yeah, it's true. And get them in every urinal. Listen, security's not that good. There's people sneaking in fifths of fireball. It's like that the the gift the security guy just doing a little pat down thing. Yeah. Uh, also asks if you had to spend five minutes in the octagon with Sugar Sean for the Grizz to make <laughs> it to the national championship game, would you? No. Well, 
here's the thing. I'd be out cold four, in 10 seconds. I was going to say so four minutes and 55 seconds of it would be me lying on the ground out cold. <laughs> so, sure. Sure. <laughs> and we're in the national title. The real slow count. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Billings Mafia, in historic terms, where does this team rank, including coaching and talent? Can't decide that yet. It's too early. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. It's fascinating on the talent side. Like we we're kind of having these conversations yesterday. Outside of Governor, I don't know if there's a single position where you would grab a single guy and be like, he is a once in a decade or a generational talent at his position, right? I mean, that's the point Andrew Schmidt was making. Yeah, more blunt than Andrew Turner, right? Yeah. But Bergen. what's that? I think it's Bergen. Bergen. Junior Bergen. Yeah. So just, I mean, it's like it's not like. Like littered with all sorts of once in a lifetime talent and what they're achieving by way of it, and it's not that they're bad though, obviously, right? So yeah, someone is wondering if we've heard rumors about Thomas Touchdown transferring to Elon. I have no idea why Elon. I don't know. Um, another be, question he'd here. He'd be great at tech, though. He would be. <laughs> Uh, was is it a bad call to purchase tickets to Frisco already? No. 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 Oh wow, CDA Grizz gave us one. We haven't had one from him in a minute. Okay. CDA. All right, fellas, I'm running back. Pick one, even though Mike hates it. <laughs> come on, Corlin. Come on. We're running back blades, but modified. Pick one. The Grizz make it to the national championship game, and you all get to fly private for free to watch from the sideline. The Grizz have a great showing, but lose in a great game. Or, the Grizz win the national championship, but you have to do the Blades Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for a year. <laughs> you know the drill. Everywhere you go, oh, dude. you sleep and shower without them, but otherwise... You're blatant. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Of course, you have to give the standard response if anyone asks what the fuck you're doing. Of, I just love blatant. Always be blatant. <sighs> I'm doing the blatant. It's 100, <laughs> I, I can do it. 156 days of blatant. It's a lot of blatant. You get so good. That's <laughs> there's actually, the spirit. That's a glasses half full take. Imagine some of the sweet ass tricks you could do. Imagine how strong your adductors would be. Like oh, you're man. just you would look cool too. Like you could be like, <laughs> like snapping like that, like yeah. doing three sixties of like you could make people think like could you Whoa. get could you get me a Walkman too? <laughs> like, <laughs> just Sony Discman. I think I'd yeah. wait for that. Imagine being yeah, at a I restaurant and you're like hundred and fifty days into it. And you're just going straight at somebody's table, and they're like, oh, shit, this person's going to crash into my table. And you pull a sweet 360 move to spin right around that table and then, like, right into your seat. And you look over and you say, you thought I was going to hit you? Always be blading. <laughs> Always be blading. <laughs> nice job, Coeur <laughs> Uh Okay, so Parouge, um thought we were going to have a bunch of players on the pod. <laughs> My fault. <laughs> well, um, in fairness, Brett heard from a lot of players who all were like, dude, were you serious? Because I can't do it today, but I want to come on. <laughs> so now our guest list is much longer. Yeah. Um, I did have a question for you, Kyle. Is Bobby intimidating to you or are his antics, I'm guessing he's thinking like me right in the press conference, more of eye rolling at this point between media people? 
No, I don't think he's intimidating. I just think uh, he goes out of his way to do things like that, and it's just like, you know, just answer the question. And I you think don't have to... I, I think from the outside, my observation of that is that I think media knows it's an act because several of the media people actually, when the camera's not on, when it's not an interview, get to know him a little bit, and it's a different, yeah, you know, it's a different Bobby. So, yeah. Yep. I think he's intimidating. <laughs> I mean, I don't have the exposure that everyone else does, but when he he's got those like just icy blue eyes, like the Witch King in like Game of Thrones, and he stares at you and says something. You feel like Jon Snow when he sees it that first. I'm time. like, <laughs> this one time I got to tell you this story. I'm an undergrad. Bobby's, you know, clearly his first stint here. And I had hiked the M and... Did you find the caves? I was... Cu- <laughs> Michael. <laughs> um, and I had... Uh, I was coming back down. And Bobby was on his way up the M. And I see sure him. Does he have to shirtless like, like Putin? No. <laughs> <laughs> He had a shirt on, but I could see him like three or four switchbacks down, right? And so I start picking it up. Like, I'm going to hustle because I'm like, oh, that's the greatest football coach. I want I want to seem like I've got some vitality in me. You know, I don't know why. I wasn't going to walk on. Like, I'm not, wasn't a good enough athlete to play. Um, but I'm like, like picking up the stride, picking up the the steam a little bit, and like right before I'm about to pass him, my toe catches like a root or a rock or something, and I legit go like ass over tea kettle, you- like right in front of him, <laughs> and like I try to recover, and he's like he's like talking on the phone while he's like hiking, and I could just see him look at me with like disdain, like what. <laughs> Right, is that why you're intimidated by him now? Because you could never overcome this. Moment. I feel like so. I've met him ten times for the first time. Like his his Rolodex doesn't track my face or my name. You know what I mean? Like whenever he sees me on campus, he's always like, "Hey," and I'm like, he clearly has no idea who I am. But I'm always, "Hey, coach," and um, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, he remembers. <laughs> He's doing their favor, not saying it out loud. But dusting my ass off, being like he's just in his mind, going, "What an athlete!" <laughs> People don't forget. Yeah, it was so humiliating. I'm pretty sure he called me Brent at a uh, QB club meeting earlier this year. And is it real, or is he just like is that gamesmanship? Yeah, is he trolling you? No, I think that was more of just like Brent's more recognizable, and he categorizes us as that. <laughs> I think I think he was GFB. I, yeah. I think he knows Mike, and he was just messing with you. Sometimes I like to mess with people in a similar way, like when guys are like I'm probably like I'm just a shade over six foot, but then there's guys who are like my height or smaller, and they're like I'm six one. Then I like to say loudly, I'm five eleven. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like the more that they try to convince me that they're 
silver six foot, the weaker they look. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, no, I'm 5'11, dude. And I'm just like, just as tall as him or something. Mike, he was messing with you. He was like, hey, Brent. And then next time he said hi to me at QB Club plenty of times. But... <laughs> he's, he's alpha. Oh, my God. All right, uh, just a couple more questions. Everett, we'd hit a couple of his earlier. Uh, he's wondering why people don't cheer and get loud at basketball games anymore. He went to the NDSU game, I think. Well, I that wrong, game was we were kind of getting our ass kicked for a little while there. It's hard to get excited. But that's it. also a national thing in basketball. Is it? Isn't attendance down over the last five years in basketball by a decent? Yeah. In men's? Yeah. I'm not sure. But Brent said sports in general and yeah, I mean, college attendance or sporting attendance is going down nationally. One interesting thing was Mike and I had the opportunity to judge the Golden Goat last year. And right. that game had so much damn energy. What is that? So High school. Rivalry oh, game between. This year. So there's okay. the three AA so schools fun. in Missoula. Two of them play for it every year, and it's the Golden Goat. And the winner gets to stay in the game. And then the next year, the third school is the new challenger. So Hellgate won last year. They beat Big Sky. So Sentinel gets to challenge them next year. Oh, you judge the students? They play it at And there's all this criteria. There's a theme. and Like Ben Wyman really is sort of like the, I don't know. He emcees it. The the SWX shows it on TV. It's It was awesome. But the, the each each school does like a halftime performance. It was one of the best. I mean, this is hard to say. Coming from North Central Montana, like there are thrilling basketball games, especially if Hart Butte or Browning shows up because they'll pack a gym. They'll be like 5,000 people yeah. in the gym, right? It's insane. This was equal or greater than one of those like tournament experiences when like Chavez, Mike Chavez was yeah. like really good and like the Ames backs and like all these people that no one's gonna remember. But anyway, it was so damn exciting. And my thought is a huge proportion of Missoula under like a Missoula high school students end up coming to UM for school. And if a small percentage of the of those students, like let's say thirty Missoula students per class, brought that energy, we would have a hundred and twenty insane fans. Mm-hmm. But they would infect, you know, like a handful of other people around them. They would get into it. Like, why doesn't Missoula have it? Because we have this golden goat uh, competition that is so fun. The students love it. Fans love it. Everyone gets into it. And I, I I hadn't really connected it, connected this like lack of energy at, at Grizz basketball games. Um, I hadn't thought about it deeply until we went to the Golden Goat. It was so fun. Hmm. Judge or not, I mean, they're, you know, they're going to find new judges, but I'm going to go every year. It was like the it's funnest awesome. thing to do on the Wednesday <laughs> no, night. No, I mean, something. seriously, it's like it, the energy, like, yeah, it was great. I mean, I'm... We should put word out that the full GFP crew wants to judge we, this year. Because Brent was, was school, upset that he didn't go with us last year. When I was in high school, about our, you're on, you're our on student section in Hellgate. <laughs> social media holding us uh, goat. We used to. We had a mom who stitched us all these uh, costumes, and they were all different animals. And we were we were known as the zoo crew, and we were hellacious. Like we were mean. We got kicked out of games 
two times. We used to go up to the second one and jump down and crowd surf down. And uh, we got the Missoulian wrote a front page article about us. So I feel like I might have some like a background. There's not a lot that Were I you? could judge well. Did you go to I feel like high school with Noah? Um, no, Noah would have been much older than much Kyle. Older. But, okay. but I went to high school, Noah. Yeah. But, but Noah was yeah. the last yeah. time where I remember the student section being even remotely fun. And it was not packed like it used to be. But mm-hmm. yeah. Let's do it. Let's Good do it. Guy. We're the Golden Goat. Yeah. Judges. Let's, let's right. make it happen. Yeah. There'll be whoever, others whoever too. Whoever we have we, to tell. We, yeah. yeah. We'll be. We'll be Basically, fine. let any high school teacher you know at Sentinel or Hellgate know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Text our guy. Let's see. I'll text our guy again. Yeah. Um. Donovan's wondering who's the most hungover. It's between Kyle and me. I had. I uh, I was trying to be smart about it. I drank three. They're called Attaboys. They're like electrolyte drinks. Yeah. yeah. I I drank three packets of those before I went to bed last night. So I tried to take care of it. But I had a liquid IV. It did not help. (laughs) I had a liquid IV like four hours ago, and it really helped a lot. Oh. They're a lifesaver. I, mean, I wasn't hungover, but I drank a lot yesterday just from morning to 11 at night. Yeah. Just, I was feeling it today. Selfless plug. My cousin runs a company, SkyMD. If you guys, if people need those, skymd.com. Okay. Right. Better, better than liquid IV, less sugar. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh,. I think that's our questions. We had a hand. We had a bunch. I think we kind of touched on. We're pushing three hours. That's what we got. All right. A cat grizz pod should be three hours. Yeah, it feels it feels about right. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Anything else that pops your mind? Except, boy, was that fun. Uh, real quick, guys, and it should probably be quick. This could take a while. Thanksgiving is upon us. It is. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's start with Kyle. Uh, you have filled. You, you've went around the 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 food has went around the table, and you've loaded up your most optimal plate uh, of food. What are you taking a bite of first? It's sort of a hybrid. Is that okay? Okay. Well, wait. You're gonna put more than one type of food in your mouth at a time. Yeah. Are you the per- do you just blend your food together? No, and like I'm not eat? a cycle. Like okay, that. yeah, that's, <laughs> have you seen that. the meme with the can? Yes, it's, like it's got the layers. <laughs> okay, I, all right. Well, give me your answer. I like to take a big piece of turkey and put cranberries, mashed potatoes, and stuffing on it, and then just eat that. That's what I do first. Can you distinguish all the flavors? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is my favorite. There's a sandwich at Doc's. That's the Doc holiday. That's like Thanksgiving. It has. It just doesn't have mashed potatoes on it. But yeah, I can, yeah. Nice. Okay. That's what I do. I'm usually yeah. I'm like probably straight to the turkey. My brother-in-law does ham for um, Thanksgiving. Well, non-traditional, but it's very good. So I usually go straight to that. Yeah. I don't have a cool answer like Kyle. <laughs> I'm okay with there being things like ham or prime rib at Thanksgiving as long as there's also turkey. I really bothered when there's not turkey. What I'm going to first is probably the dressing with gravy on it. But mm. you know, nice, nice piece of turkey would go a long way too. Kaylin's been trying to convince me to get rid of all Thanksgiving food. 
in favor of Thai food. What do you think about that? I mean, I really like Thai food, but yeah, I'm kind of a traditionalist. It's one day a year, guys. I mean, tell Kaylin that we can all go to Thai food on Friday. All right, done. Deal. Right. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I was, that's what I'm saying. Like, nothing against Thai food, but this is the day. We, yeah. What's your first one, Luke? I'm mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, I'm, I, I have been thinking about, you know, mashed potatoes so much in the last two weeks that, like, it's really taken a lot of self-control not to go make some, like, buttery, cheesy, bacon-bitty mashed potatoes on my own. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to get this level of cholesterol and carb here at Thanksgiving. I don't need to do this to myself today. I'm attacking the potatoes and gravy. If, if you go to somebody's house for it, do you make your own small little Thanksgiving dinner so you can have it at your house for leftovers? See, I'm, that's an interesting question. Because that's what I'm doing. See, that's, that's a very interesting question because I was going to ask what everyone's doing for, for Thanksgiving, but we're not hosting it this year. And whenever I don't host You're it, trying to I invite really, yourself to other people's Thanksgiving. I really miss... <laughs> that's coming. I really miss leftovers. No, so my family's going to be gone. And I, they bought those tickets, and there was, you know, other big unknowns in my life that have since been answered for me. Thank you, Missoula. Um, and uh, um, you know what? I just decided that I kind of want to hang out in Missoula because I, I love the people, and I just love being here. So I'm, I'm, do. I'm doing Thanksgiving, yeah. And so what I'm going to do is a progressive Thanksgiving. I'm having lunch with some dear friend friends and colleagues of mine. Um, then I've got. Dinner number one, and I believe dinner number two. Okay. And, you know, anybody else out there wants to, you know, throw me some time schedules, let me know. We'll see if it fits into my, God, you fits my calendar. Thanksgiving day. No, I'm really looking forward to it. Like, Imagine these experiences and, then, like, and the wild conversations like, you're going to uh, get uh, into. Uh, right? A council <laughs> colleague of mine's like, come over for dessert. So it's like, you know, I feel like I can play this out. And then I'm going to end up wherever Coulter's at watching football. That's oh, right. The Niners play that night too, yeah. don't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was so worried about you, Mike. I thought you were going to be here alone with the lights down. No. I was. I was. My mom Just, would no, welcome so you to Shelby. This is why I asked you Mike if you. Oh boy, I could go to Shelby. That's an interesting idea. This is why I asked you if you were you were staying in town and your mom was coming here or not. Because if your mom was coming here, I was going to stop in wherever your mom was to you know say hello. Okay. Well, next time. She's next in time. Town. Yeah. I'll be in Shelby. So, Paris of the Highline. But the the whole make a small one so you've got leftovers is very... That's a, that's a yeah. good move. I've never done that. Me neither. So what all do you do? Well, I'll probably just stick to the basics. Like turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, cranberries, uh, maybe some green bean yeah, do you, casserole. You guys, do you guys like the green bean casserole? I do. Thumbs yeah. up? Yeah. I think it's done right. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, there's got to be something else I'm missing. Were you guys following that like sugary, like, like sweet potato thing? Yeah, or it's okay. Candy Will you guys make your own rolls or go just straight Hawaiian roll? Oh, Hawaiian rolls are tough to beat. I will generally go straight Hawaiian rolls because I, when I'm making it myself, especially like it's just like it's an easy thing to not worry about. Courtney's made it. She's done the own, making the rolls, and it's it's a little uh, time intensive. Yeah, I was gonna say the closest thing I've ever done to making the rolls is getting the. You know, not baked, <laughs> this but is, clearly you know portioned out and already done. Yeah, this is this is a problem I have. I'm not that great of a cook. 
and like same thing. I'm like, should I spend how many hours of my life getting good at making pie? Sarah Lee's gonna do it better than me. Dude, you know what? Cost break. Do better. Ooh, the break. I ordered pie from there last year. Totally. So I did it again this year. Strawberry rhubarb pie. Oh my God. Sometimes. Oh my God, it's good. Sometimes I think I should make a cake for like I'll bring a cake, and I'm like. Forty-five dollars. I'll let like Black Cat make right. a yeah. better one yeah. and yeah. not slave. And like, there's a probability I'll completely mess it up. And you'll watch people be happy when they eat it, as opposed to be like, "What <laughs> the fuck is this, Luke?" Right? And then they're trying to compliment you. They're like, "Well, you know, it's really. It looked really pretty before you cut into it. It's very chewy." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I love turkey steaks. It's like gum. I, I really enjoy it. I've never done. I'm scared of the turkey. It's not a bad. It's not as bad. No. As you you're think. not scared of Bobby, but you're scared of the turkey. It seems so hard to cut to, to cook. No, no, no. Okay. You gonna brine it? You gonna dry brine it? What are you gonna do? I have no idea. I need to start. This reminds me of garlic West, butter herb. The West Wing episode when Bartlett's calling the, <laughs> the turkey <butterball> hotline, <laughs> like <laughs> critiquing them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you do butter herb, and you get underneath the skin, then you keep yeah. basting it. Yeah. Really? See. Okay, it sounds complicated. When are you making? When are you making your backup Thanksgiving dinner? I think Wednesday. But Kaylin's gonna be at work, so you want to come over I mean, and help me make it. My family leaves Tuesday. I really don't have a lot going on Look, right I'm now. Look, I'm gonna make homemade stuffing. I'm gonna turkey. I'm, I'm I can. To I, do this I, I can definitely I think, come help participate. I think you guys should that. drink beers, rewatch the the Grizz Cat game, and oh, Brian sounds this, wonderful. Brian this turkey. This all sounds all GFP. All right, when do you I'll, be gone. Off, I'll be gone. Oh. <laughs> I do though. I really maybe I'll delay. That it. sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> so, have I'll you bought your turkey yet? No, my sister sent told me they got some at Costco because I just want a smaller one because. Just, you know, yeah. So I was going to say, because if it's frozen and you're cooking Wednesday, get it out now. You should be getting it out tonight. I'll go buy it tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think that's it for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Now I'm I'm, I'm feeling like I'm going to miss, like, the other thing as a kid, I used to love waking up on Thanksgiving when my mom was making it because you smells in the house and everything like that. Mm. And I love going to other places for Thanksgiving too, but. It's not quite like having it at your house. Oh, I, we've I'll talked about this in the pod. Yeah. Are, are your Thanksgiving dinners typically like noon or one? Or are they five, six, seven? Ours were always kind of like late afternoon, like four. Kind okay. but, of. Ours too. But I know people who are like, like my aunt and uncle, my dad's um, sister and her husband live in Missoula and have for the last decade plus, but they were yeah. farmers mm-hmm. in Plentywood. And whenever we go to a holiday dinner at their house, like the farm world, it is at noon. Like yeah. Thanksgiving is at noon. So then you can have supper later. Well, sundown's at like 5 p.m. now, right? Like, right. So you eat, your, you eat Thanksgiving dinner, start at 1. By the time you finish, stretch, <laughs> right? Like sun's going to be coming down. It's going to be dusk. It's true. Ready to go for round two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I mean, I got plenty of time slots, so all right. Just let me know. I so I had to back when I lived in Bozeman. I dated this girl, and I went to her family's Thanksgiving in Billings, and they watched that dog show. The Western instead of football. Instead of football. Yeah, and 
Did you, I ask you, did guys, you break up with I her? I ask you guys, <laughs> should I have broken up with her right there, right on Thanksgiving? Was she your, was she your ride back to Bozeman? Or? I could have got the bus. I mean, there's red flags and there's beige flags, you know? You're like... Like, flag this is something you and I could talk about because we're unmarried, but like, beige flag, like, can your girlfriend swim? Yeah, she, yeah. she can swim, yeah. Like, if she can't, beige flag. The world's 80% water, dude. Like, <laughs> learn how to swim. Kevin Costner in Water World? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, does the family watch the Westminster Dog Show? The worst thing I've ever watched. Or football. And if they watch the dog show, that's a red flag, that's bro. That's a major red flag, yeah. I could have told you years ago this wasn't working. I should have just... I should have just been like that uh, Simpsons gif, the grandpa, where he walks in and walks out. You know, I hope people listen until the start of the third hour of this pod. Because there? this is the best content of the whole night. <laughs> last ten minutes. So, what I'm also hearing is, pod listeners, if you are doing Thanksgiving dinners on Tuesday or Wednesday, maybe not so much Thursday, but Friday or Saturday, Shoot Mike a note. <laughs> Let me know if it fits into my progressive um, Thanksgiving dinner. You're gonna have a four-day Thanksgiving. Understand what I mean by progressive, like you know, starts at one and then there's another one at two, yeah. and another one at three. You know, I just I'm gonna progress through my day. Yeah, he's been wandering in the forest a lot lately. So. <laughs> God, I'm glad that I have this pod. This has been been good for me. (laughs) Oh, man. And thank God that Kyle will go drink with me whenever I've asked. It's been good. Starting to wear on my relationship, but uh, I'm there for you. Well. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything else, guys? Good. I I just want to say one thing. There's not a lot of days that you have super high expectations for, and... They completely meet them, and yesterday was a hundred percent that. Yep, mm, met totally all agreed. of my expectations. Yep, absolutely, hundred percent, nailed it. What a way to end it on. Yep. All right. If we know you, we'll see you soon. Maybe at your Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> no game this week, but we will be back with a new pod previewing whoever we're gonna play. That's right. Next weekend. I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Go Grizz. <laughs>